It's the PC Perspective Podcast, episode 614, being recorded on February 3rd, 2021. I'm Sebastian Peak. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. Jeez, I'm, I'm Josh Walrath. I'm going to be Brett Van Spurnberg tonight. I'm Kent Burgess. And special guest. Look at who it so is. Look at the know. bottom center if you're watching the video. The one, the only. Alvin Maltavino is here. Maltavino. <laughs> That's the name he's required to use when he's on the show these days. It's for legal reasons. You know, that introduction was like using Jiffy Crunchy Peanut Butter for Lube. (laughs) Textured. And not for the first time. Funny you should mention that because Lube actually does come up legitimately later on in the podcast. We'll Uh, talk more about that. For the second week in a row, we can't get away from it. It does. Peanut Butter Lube? It does not. I just want to, no, but I just want to mention that if Alan appears shorter in your video, it's because he actually is, so. (laughs) Okay. Well, look, just because you intentionally put your camera lower to appear taller, does it mean that, oh, look, now he's going to play the game too. I know he did. I know he did. (laughs) Uh, By the way, you can find out when we go live for exciting events like this podcast recording session, which we started 33 minutes late by going to pcper.com slash subscribe to be notified. And you can help support the site by going to patreon.com slash pcper and donating to please do a so. patron. Yes. Because we, we absolutely love our patrons. Thank you we very do. much. Without, without the patrons, this kind of thing doesn't spin around. So really appreciate it. I mean, it really, it barely does with them. So without them, it absolutely would not. It stops. The merry-go-round say. stops. So <laughs> it's the time in the show where we... Move things to Laramie, Wyoming, if I can find the correct mouse here. Do we have to? We can. Oh, we do. You ate a burger oh, we this week. It's popular oh, demand. Man. It is. People love burgers. Yeah, this, burger this of the one's week. called the bridge. The bridge. <clears throat> and this is a mouthful. I had to eat it with a knife and fork because it was just too much. So, of course, you, you start with the two four ounce patties. You. Top that with Swiss cheese, then queso, then pastrami, and a layer of fries in between the sesame seed buns. And I am not going to eat for another 36 hours. It's a tremendous amount of food, and it, it tasted good. And I'm going to see my cardiologist next Wednesday. <laughs> or, or sooner. I don't need to fast. It it just it just happens. It's it's like, all right, guys, I'm gonna fast for the next 24 hours, and it's gonna be awful. And this is like, yeah, no, I'm still full. Like right now, you're still really full fasting right when you're still oh. stuffed full of patty. Yeah, no. So it's it's um, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. But it, it's I can't eat for a day after I have one of those, at least. All right. Well, let's move on but to I'm our not first. Not talking about drinking. Thank goodness for that, Josh. You should have like a defibrillator standing by. Um, do you have one just off screen? <laughs> you have a built-in in one in case. Not not to get personal already, or anything. He's already got I a mean, pad just in case. <laughs> just in case automatic. you could go. I had it installed. <laughs> All right. No, you see, I'm, I'm I've just I've just got an old extension cord that you know oh. I've split in half, and I've just plugged yep. that in, and I've got yep. two holders, and so when it's it's time to go, I'll just <laughs> just, just I was just going to say he had a Raid Max power supply sitting beside him. 
Right, exactly. I'd be living or the, the NZXT M1. I, that'll fire you right up, too. You mean the H1? Well, didn't Silverstone H1. have Sorry, um, H1. recommendations on uh, what the power supply, if you're getting a, a Radeon 6800, it's like... If you're getting a, a Ryzen uh, 3600X and a 6800, you need at least 750 watts. And then for the top end, like 5950 and a 6900XT, you need 1,200 watts. Do you think that's think a little really? excessive? That seems yeah. excessive, Josh. Look, yeah. Look at my look at my Twitter feed. It's it's there retweeted. Here's a reason I could think they might possibly recommend oh that, God. and that's if so, you look yes. at the efficiency here, here, here. curve of a power supply, right? Like the peak is somewhere around like a half to three quarters of the. Yeah. You want it? So maybe, that, maybe they're 80. trying to look out for you. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to draw, you know, 800 watts with your system, you should do so efficiently and put the 1200 watt power supply in. 1200 watts for a Ryzen 9 or a Core i9 with the 6900 XT is what Silverstone recommends. Well, you know, they're trying to sell big power supplies, right? Yeah. They like big yeah. power supplies, and they cannot lie. Though other I mean, manufacturers the, can lie. I knew it. I knew it. What's the, what's the price on that 1,200-watt power supply? They're kind of pricey, especially oh, now. They're it's pricey. Like 300 and some odd bucks. Easily. Uh, yeah. Oh. Weirdly, you can buy power supplies. So when a girl yeah, walks can. in with an itty-bitty gram and some VRMs oh in your face, you get hot. You're just making yeah. this up, and it, okay. it's actually pretty good. <laughs> Moving right into news, just five or so minutes tonight, later. By the way. I don't um, envy you. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I don't. You know, don't sorry. don't worry about me tonight. Worry about me tomorrow when I actually oh. have to start editing this. Yeah, my video. Are shows. you just going to cut all this out, and, I, and, and we're going to lose the flavor? No, I the, I. the less I cut out, the easier it is to edit. So I'm gonna leave. Uh, this is all. Oh, in. Okay, well, never mind. Every I'll just, moment, I'll just keep exactly. It's like it's like flavoring a fine burger, Josh. You know what I mean? Sometimes I feel like I mean. if I don't mm. edit enough, but you don't makes... always know what's going on in that kitchen. Mmm, delicious. You can't throw out the special sauce, right? Something like that. Hey, they uh, could mm-hmm. have some crunchy peanut butter in the back and. Mm-hmm. Nobody said anything about the back, Josh. Sebastian, what's on the uh, menu next? What's what? Well, we have a uh, business story from CNN Business here, and I'm sure there's a million links, but this is the one that was in the show notes. Tesla recalls 135,000 cars. Uh, <gasps> why? Why are they? Is it because they're pushing why? back against regulators? I think that's an unrelated thing. But why are they actually recalling no. Model S well, and really, Model X? I don't think they really pushed back on this one. That no, much. I don't know what I don't know what they're talking about here. It's but. it's apparently the touch screens, Sebastian. The touch Is screens were failing, and the National Highway uh, Safety Transfer Board or whatever NTS blah, 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 uh, required that the screens be taken care of because that was the only way, apparently. And maybe there's a Tesla owner on the stream. I don't know. Wait, mm-hmm. you mean the re- you mean the recall was because of to these control, bubbles in the top of the screen no, that happened to all the control? Time? Like, well, not necessarily. No, the, it was to <laughs> maybe. Maybe it wasn't this. But it was like to, the goo literally, it, was, it runs it out. Not. It runs out the bottom, mm-hmm. Brett. Like it, it literally like pours out the bottom. That's hot days. the fact that your goo is running out the bottom is a personal problem and totally separate from the recall issue. The recall issue was I because the screens were failing, and you could not operate the defrosters without the screen. Isn't that right, Tesla owner? Really? It actually wasn't this bubble thing. The bubble thing is, yes, a, is also a thing. I know. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is a thing. It's a separate thing. Oh, but it, it was, was because literally this whole thing goes blank 
Did you have to pay to get that screen replaced, Alan, or did you? Did they do it under no. warranty? My car has no warranty. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I was say, how do you have the parts if they did the work? But don't ask anything specific about his car because it's it's. This is, this is why I have a spare. <laughs> the culprit was inside the thing. Okay. No, but seriously, honestly, what not happened here was... Not the Tegra. The Tegra's over right. here, Brett, but it, it's right. not... I wanted to blame the, the NVIDIA Tegra, and I, I, know, I just no. worried for all of the, the Nintendo owners out there going like, oh my gosh, they're, the, the Switch owners, all their screens are going to fail. But it wasn't the Tegra. Nope. CGP. Nope. It was, uh, it, was over, it was over here. The, the, it's hard to see. To the, right there. What are there. you pointing at? What is the, it? The NAND. The Flash. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. It's like a oh double gosh. whammy of Alan expertise. The Flash. <laughs> oh no. The Nan Flash. How can, how can you Alan, just in like was you know, it right endurance? Uninstall that and reflow yeah. with better Nand. It was two problems. Oven. Put it in the oven. Okay, it was two, two problems. Two, All right, here we go. Two problems. Two problems, my lord. Camera okay, two. Although 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 it might not be a problem if you fix the one before you run into the other. So they only put eight gig uh, of NAND in there. So it's, you'd think that's kind of small. The OS image is like, well, when you download like a firmware update, it's like about a gig. So you would think, even if you got a firmware update every week and you're only writing a gig to it and it's eight gig, it's going to take you an awful lot of firmware updates even to sort of write through, you Alan, know, do a Alan, bunch of drive writes, cars, right? Didn't the cars overlog everything though? Wasn't that part of the problem? That, that is the other part of the problem. So... Uh, by default, they had like verbose syslog going on and realized that it runs Ubuntu. Like if you see a Tesla Model S or X, it's just it's literally running Ubuntu on, on this thing. This thing is literally just an Ubuntu Linux computer. Um, but yeah, they had logging going on and, and logging going on in combination with, I mean, it's an active, it's a computer connected via, there's like this, basically the there's an ethernet hub in there. There's an awful lot of networking stuff going on. And there's all sorts of, you know, background noise going on in the car. Just even if the car is parked, like my model S sitting in the driver right there, there's the syslog is doing rights like multiple times per second. Even if it's just one line at a time, a few lines per second. Right. Um, But they patched this, they patched it out after a period of time, didn't they? They patched it out, but it took them an awful long time. And even like some, you know, Folks in the Tesla hacking community just flat out having to come out on YouTube videos just saying, look, turn off your damn logging because you're burning out your NAND, right? Um, and, uh, you know, that was a big deal. They eventually did turn it off, but damage is already done, right? If you've already burned through a bunch, of the, a bunch of the right cycles of the NAND, then combine that with the fact that, uh, remember, one of the things I used to talk about all the time was like, you want your NAND to be cool while it's not doing anything, but you prefer it to be warm while it's active. But a car environment, you don't really have control over any of that, right? The NAND in my car is almost at freezing right now. But the MCU is still running. And it's still, you know, whatever rights it would be doing would be wearing out that NAND faster in that condition. And then conversely, in the summertime, when the the dash gets hot and the MCU gets really hot, right uh whatever data is stored and is not actively being rewritten is likely to drift even faster like those voltages are likely to drift quicker because you're just sitting at a hotter temperature so it's kind of a like worst case scenario for for nand 
Um, so there is a way around that, and that's part what part of this recall is is they're upgrading people to a uh, 64 gig chip instead of an 8 gig chip. So com combined with the fact that they're turned off all the crazy logging, you're going to have 8x the endurance. You know, and it's a newer chip. It's probably you know rated better anyway um, than what they started putting in them. You know, seven years ago, right? So between all that, at least there's a fix. Um, you know, well, they they certainly had a point, right? Because you lost your backup camera, you lost your ability to defrost your windows, and the eventually the entire thing would crash. The entire screen would crash uh, out, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was going to say had, the car was going to crash. <laughs> well, you know, no, well, you, you lose your view, multiple so. ways of crashing. I'm driving, yeah. driving, driving. Twenty percent of your NAND is now invalid. <laughs> yeah, you lose. You do. You do lose your your air system lock, control, your defrost control, like um, a lot of the other stuff for the like the car's still drivable because all that stuff is sort of on its own set of microcontrollers that doesn't rely on 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 this thing. Um, you know, to to do like driving of the car and like even some of the autopilot stuff can work if it's an older version uh, without the MCU operating. Um, so is that a whole board replacement is, they're doing for, for the, no, it's like, a, it's like a, well, so it's not I'm not sure exactly it, how they it? would do it. But yeah, it is. There's a socket. Oh, it is. This oh. whole board, the whole board with the tagger is, is socketed. So, you Oh, can, like, I see it now. I, I didn't yeah. see it before that. Yeah. There was a socket off to the right there. Yep. Yeah. You can pull, you can pull that out and swap it. They would likely, I mean, I don't know if they're, I don't, it sounded like they weren't actually doing them yet. Right. Like they needed some time to spin up on it. Um, but they would likely just have those replacement boards and they would have to do some stuff as far as like backing up the, you know, the profile and the car data and like the car keys and all the stuff that's related to the car and like for security and other stuff, right. They'd have to back up all that stuff off of the, the image and then swap out the boards and put all that stuff back to sort of, you know, can you want to move the VIN over you... so your VIN number stays the same and your odometer stays oh. the same and everything. So can can you uh, anarchist uh, Tesla owners? Can you take advantage of this uh, fix recall, or how, how do you deal with it? Well, the way that recall sounds like it's worded is even those that are out of warranty might be able to do it. Mm. Now it's a risk if you're if you're supporting your own car. Some of those folks have rooted have you know sort of <clears throat> hacked into their own cars. That's kind of so what I was talking can... about. Yeah. Right. So you can get access to diagnostics and, st and, you know, stuff like that, which is handy for me, right? Because if I need to, you know, I have an out of warranty. It was a salvage title car that was rebuilt, right? So Tesla has, voids the warranty on that because it's a salvage title car. So I'm supporting it myself. So if I need to pull diagnostics, I want to be able to pull it myself. And I don't have Tesla support to do that. So I had to, you know, hack my way into the into my own car. Um, so, yes, that might you know, if they go in there and they swap that, they're going to update the firmware. Remember, they updated to a version that's harder for uh, the underground guys that want to support their own car to get back into yeah, yep. after Tesla's mucked around in there, right? Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking. So it's just, you know, and now I will say a lot of those folks on the underground for months now have already been doing their own EMMC swaps. Like, you know, I haven't done it on mine, but that's because I've, my car had very low miles on it when I got it and already had logging turned off. And I've since turned it on, but I'm logging to RAM now i made a small ram disk and i just logged there so that if i need to look at the syslog for anything i still can and that you know if something happened like you didn't back replace it with optane <laughs> i'm shocked and disappointed 
<laughs> one Optane die is 16 gig, <laughs> actually twice as much as how much is in here. Uh, just saying. Um, but no. Uh, I mean, I might at some point do the swap to the to a 64 gig part. But yeah, I mean, the, you know, folks that are supporting their own cars have already been doing this for a while. There's even some people that are doing it like as a service. I think it's like 300 or 500 bucks or something. You you don't even have to send the whole thing. Like if you're savvy enough, you you know take the MCU out of the car, yeah. you pull that daughter board out, and you just send the daughter board out to them. You know, and they have the gear to do the you know surface not not surface mount, but the you know hot air station and everything to do the swapping of the chip. And they. The guys that know more about what they're doing, because usually you wouldn't have to do this. Well, most people wouldn't do it until they absolutely had to, right? And then you're in a trickier situation because there's data on that chip that you really need to get off to put on the new one that you like your can't VIN necessarily... and stuff like that. Well, right? Your your VIN, you could make, you know, you could say, okay, what's the VIN, and you could put that back, right? But there's other stuff that's specific to the car that's like you know crypto stuff and and things like oh, that, right? Yeah. Um, keys. Yep. Yeah, keys, things like that. Uh, and some of those guys have, you know, good stuff where they can take the chip off and, like, do their best, put it on a dedicated reader, you know, to try to do their best to pull an image off of that chip so that they have something to put on their replacement, right? Um, but sometimes they're so far gone that really the only route is to go to Tesla and say, hey, I need to pay you a lot of money so you can put a new MCU in my car. Um, hey, Alan, uh, but, Oscar in know, the chat says just toss the WD Red in there. And I'm, my follow-up question to that is, uh, is SMR good enough, or do I need to make sure it's a CMR? Right? <laughs> I don't. I don't know which one's worse. I don't know how much. I don't know how much worse SMR would be than 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 an eight gig, you know, really small drive that was on its way out because you wrote to it too. This many is times just EMMC. It seems so sad to me that people would pay hundreds of dollars to have this done. It's a little EMMC chip. How yeah, expensive is this thing? Like it's their. It's it's work. Right. It's, well, it's I guess work. So, you yeah. have to have you have to have the equipment to properly do that. There's I mean, some of those guys have have fried boards just even, you know, even after they've done a few and they you'd figured that they were experienced at it and they've, they've bricked something. So those guys have to have like some spare daughter boards just on hand in case they break something in the process. Um, you know, it's not a, it's not an easy thing. So I get it. You know, I get why they're why they're charging money. You know. It's a specialized oh. kind of thing. Some, also, some of the chat wants wants yeah. to know how they're mining, how how you can mine crypto on the. Yeah, on can your, you uh, leverage on a your Tesla? No, I don't, I know, I don't know how many. What's the hash rate that? on a Tesla? GPU? <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> hash rate on a Tegra. sitting in the driveway, not being. Yeah, Ethereum hash rate. Yeah, it'd slow down yeah. if you're driving fast. Obviously. Yeah. Well, I'm not talking about driving because I want like that computation of you know working on the car rather the than the car's you know, a little hash. sluggish while it's you know at 100. percent Listen, anyone that's used <laughs> the MTU one millisecond lag on my wheel turns. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, yeah. I'm hashing crypto, man. <laughs> anyone that's used the the original ver like the the OG you know MCU one before they updated to the. Uh, you know, whatever the heck's in the new one, right? Which is not Tegra. Um, the, the Tegra one, even though Tegra is known for being reasonably fast graphics, uh, when you combine it with Tesla's implementation of QT, which is the, you know, just the graphical interface that they've laid in on, on top of uh, Ubuntu, um, it, it, I don't know if it's just there's no acceleration coded in or something, but it's bad. No, Q, Q, QT it's is, like, not, is, is not all that efficient, so it's not their fault. Well, it, yeah, but they're, they're, they're using the same thing even on the like model three and the model uh, y which have you know some some intel 
you know, SOC in there with uh, like integrated graphics on it. And it's still vastly faster. Like it almost doesn't make sense. Like it's, it can't be like a Tegra versus Intel graphics. Like, you know, they should at least be similar in, in performance if they were accelerated the same way. Right. So I think it's yeah, just but, like, but isn't like automotive stuff that they've got a whole bunch more things that it's got to do that, you know, like one of the cores can't go down at any one time. And so they have to swap things out and just, it, oh, no, that's different. That's different. This is, this is just the, the, the entertainment process. Oh, okay. Well, nah, right. Mind that. This is not, this is, and it's not, not the newer autopilot stuff. Like where you see that they have to have two dedicated processors for redundancy and failover and all that other stuff. That's totally, that's, that's a different board than what is the entertainment board, even in the newer Teslas. So that the entertainment thing is a completely, you know, the, the board driving the screen is completely different than the autopilot stuff. So there's, there's in fact, multiple computers, regular, like, computers in the newer ones. This one just has, I don't know. Well, the, fun fact, the older ones, this is a whole Ubuntu system, and then the instrument cluster is another entire Ubuntu system that you can SSH into. Oh, like, sure. Yeah, with, with, a, with another Tegra in it. So maybe you could have double your... your Kilo hashes worth of Ethereum mining that right. you might be able to do, or something. Oh, there's probably some EMMC over there, by the way, too. Which uh, might there is there there is, but yet. there's a lot less. There was a lot less stuff going to the log on that, so uh, mm. you know, there was less <laughs> of a worry about that going away. It's more likely to drain out its its liquid out of it, just like <laughs> just like this guy. You know. I didn't. I didn't grab my so, old instrument ooh. cluster, but it, it had like yeah. It was just. It looked like a. It looked like a fish tank. It was Great. interesting. That's bad. Hey, Sebastian, <laughs> I just want you to note that that was like one hour into topic one. So if you feel oh, like sorry. you need to like hey, skip no, around, we, on we something. started the show at uh, ten thirty three, ten thirty four Eastern time, and it's only ten fifty seven. So we're only about okay. twenty four minutes in. All righty then. It's fine. That's normal. 20-minute topic. We get a new Patreon? Let's roll with it then. Hey, you know no. what? How did you know that? Because there is uh, actually two people uh, dialed into our Patreon and uh, became members. Alan is back, uh, is one of our new Patreon members. So, <laughs> hey, thanks for that. But I don't I'm know not. how much back he is. I'm only, he's, I'm he's only here just... tonight. I heard there it was Tesla like stuff. A, so I yeah, up. he's like, hey, you guys are going to do Tesla. Because like you know what? Because Alan subscribes to the mailing list, and he's notified when we're going to go live. See? And Brett See? puts some of the show topics in there to kind of tease you. Hey, we're going to talk about this stuff tonight. And Alan's like, I want to talk about stuff. You know? Yeah, I had and, no idea. And Alan's wife is like, like, oh, I would love it if you go in there and, and podcast tonight. And, you know, like, not. Go in the room. Could you get out of here? Please. Get Go away. Don't rush We had back. another member. Hold up. Hold up. Look, yeah, I've been with you member. for seven years. Give me a break and go podcast. You saw uh, the anniversary true. note as well. We promise you, you do this every Wednesday. Congratulations. <laughs> yes, congratulations, Sam. I, I was doing this every Wednesday when she and I got together. Wait, yeah, is this how you're celebrating your anniversary deal, right now? Wasn't it? Pra it's almost were, an anniversary. No, it's not, hey, it's babe, remember? <laughs> this is what, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Happy awesome. anniversary. This is great. You raise a beer. Yeah. Uh, one other member yeah. that we just got on the patron is The Clap. I'm not sure what that means. It's two Ps. So hmm. I'm just going to let it go with that. So thank you very much, both of you guys. Cheers. Binky says pick up, Binky says, pick up the pace. 
Okay. I'm sure. And he's not <laughs> talking about Tesla not based leaning off. back in his chair. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's mostly in frame in the in the wide shot where we're all in these squares. Uh, now he's out of frame. Yeah, now, now he's, he's out of end. frame. He's okay. Done. <laughs> all right, he just uh, wants to show all his swag. I know. Look at all that swag. stuff back there. Tell lean video. That's just whatever. Viewers can can pause stuff. right here and see stuff. Yeah, wafers. Oh, here we go. Here's the tour. I've got. Oh my god, I've never seen that. Oh, Legos. Well, that That's makes Legos, sense. Legos, more Legos. Just uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Hey, Legos. Is that cool. a James Bond car at the bottom? Yeah. Wait, the Lego one? The Lego Aston so. Martin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Okay. You pull on the bumper and the passenger seat ejects. It's pretty cool. Sweet. Those are not cheap. I was looking at one of those at Target the other day. Yeah, well, I pull on my bumper and well. <clears throat> with peanut butter, yeah. peanut and it, butter. and it comes off. Hey, uh, for no particular reason, let's move to the next news topic, which involves storage. So I'm sure that <laughs> hey, at least one member of our panel who's barely done anything. I haven't read this point. I haven't read anything about this. Okay, so Synology, uh, as Jeremy reports in one of his punniest titles in recent memory, I gotta agree with that. Synology pulls some mass. Right. T self validation uh, from under its hat fifty three hundred. Oh my god. It's like it's so yeah. funny. Alright, so what is happening here? Did did you realize that Synology was a hard drive maker? No. Not today. No, neither did anyone else on the planet. A backblade breaker? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is this is news what? to me as well. Okay. So right, the, so the fifty three hundred series is a brand new series of Synology branded discs, thankfully made by Toshiba. So it, it, they are there. They start at 8 terabyte and go to 12 and 16 terabyte. At the same time that they released this onto the world, they mentioned that, by the way, any of our new enterprise level NAS appliances, you're only going to be able to use our new drives in because we're designing the firmware. And uh. the NASA is going to check. And if it doesn't have our custom firmware on it, and be, just to be nice, we picked one drive from each of Seagate, Western Digital, and Toshiba, one family from each that will be able to work, except they top out at four terabytes. They, they, they don't have any family members larger than four terabytes. So if you're looking for an enterprise NAS and you're shopping for four terabytes or more, which if you're buying a brand new NAS at this point, you bloody well are, you are going to have to buy one of these brand new HAT 5300 drives from Synology, which we have no idea about the reliability about. We have no idea about the availability because Toshiba might not put them at the very front of their manufacturing line. So you might bloody well be stuck waiting for drives to swap into this thing if you can even wait, get wait, enough to populate Toshiba the damn thing in the first place. recently get out of, out of the drive space? Sort of, or is it yeah. just SSDs? Mostly SSDs, but I think they're also looking at partitioning off their hard drive stuff, and this is strictly hard drive mm. stuff. There is a silver lining, which is that, according to the PR from Synology, their firmware in uh, combination with the, these new NAS families will give you about 20-25% better sequential read performance. Not completely ridiculous, because you are building the entire software side of it but i mean the enterprise nas business is a very large business and 
you know, launching a brand new product and the first thing you're saying is, oh, and by the way, you can only buy these and populate it with these drives that no one's heard of if you want more than four terabytes per drive. So yeah, I don't, I, I think this is, you know, another MBA walking into a meeting saying that I've got this win-win scenario for you. There's no way this can horribly go wrong and bite us in the ass. Yeah, this is like, uh, this is like printer ink, but for NASA's. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Al Bundy kinda, just mentioned kinda, it. Yeah. And, and, oh, did somebody, like, it, it doesn't, and it doesn't even compute to me, like, okay, if they're getting uh, increase in sequential read by 23%, I can't imagine what's unique about the drive firmware that's going to somehow enable that. Like, you would be able to get that sequential performance out of that drive anywhere. Regardless. Well, yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't matter what you plug it into. So if there was an increase in performance by 23%, it's probably because there was some issue with their their own performance before, like Synology's performance before. For yeah, on the NASA. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, why yeah. does it take custom right. firmware to increase throughput of a, a standard interface? Well, and and all drives right now are pretty well essentially figured out, corrupt, right? Well, and and Which? if all the other drives are limited to four terabytes, of course they're going to be at least twenty three percent faster in a straight line because the drives are. Wait. Three, you know, two or three x the capacity. So of course they're going to go faster. Yeah, Josh, who right? who is essentially bankrupt? We, what is this? Quiznos. You know the oh, sub brother. shops. They had the really funny uh, advertisement, and then <gasps> suddenly they they dropped from like eight hundred stores down to twenty. And it's because if you open a franchise, you had to buy all of your supplies from the Quiznos. Um, Supplier, group, yeah, so, whatever yeah. group they had. Yeah, they were yeah. paying twenty-five to thirty percent more for the basic goods of meat, bread, all that through the Quiznos reseller, and so you know they made all these great sandwiches and great commercials, and they were really good stuff, but nobody could make any money in the franchises because they could only buy their supplies from one group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's insane. Which is that's... why I can't get my peppercorn, uh, you know, uh, roast beef sandwich <laughs> toasted. They don't exist anymore. anymore. You don't. Th- is this the reason you're not eating healthy anymore? You're eating those burgers. Yes, the Quiznos uh, peppercorn. <laughs> yeah, <sandwich laughs> <is so laughs> Quiznos cutting down to twenty stores. Josh wouldn't be eating the stuff he does every week. Yes, he does it for us. This is why the burger the thing started. I get it. Okay. Uh, We're not sure why it started. I'll leave it I, I'm still baffled by the Synology thing. That really surprised me coming yeah. from them because they, now, you know. So it's not going to be their consumer stuff because Synology makes great stuff. Their software Enterprise. is very slick. And I mean, I, I mean, I could, I could get like if they would only support it with certain drives or something, uh-huh. right? Like it's an enterprise part. We validate it. We have specs on it. You know, in order to meet these specs, it had you you have to choose from this list of supported things. Like that's an enterprisey kind of, you know, Jeremy, Josh, like you're used to that, right? You know, some enterprise piece of gear. There's there's a list you know of accepted uh, things oh, that yeah. you can plug into it and support it, yeah. right? That's that's expected. That's fine, but to just go as far as like, oh no, we're basically only going to whitelist. You know, this this one model. If you want more than four terabytes, that Dell is not going to come out with an appliance that only accepts Dell drives. 
Well, they, you say that. that. You say well, so, that's the thing. Well, we'll see. That, that goes well for Synology. Let's talk about power <laughs> supplies, shall we? Oh, well, well, yeah, okay. You've got me yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. But proprietary like, there, there, is, there is a parallel ETS, that, right? Because Dell has done things like where they would have a server and they would have their, or Dell or HP would have their own, uh, you know, branded variant of some enterprise SSD, even yeah. something like that. Right? Uh, that happens all the time, uh, and they might even go as far as to say, "Look, you know, we're only validating this with this thing because we had to go and ask whoever the company is that makes it to make a variant of it with different firmware for for our requirements." Right. Uh, so that's a thing too, but. There's nothing stopping you from plugging in the other thing, right? You can still plug in the regular version of whatever that part is, as opposed to the Dell brand version, and it's still going to work. So, yeah, that's what's totally different from this. This is like very much like printer ink, you know? We're, yeah, because I mean, it was going to stop you from. Yeah, yeah, I think they're going to. Yeah, this stop is a lock-in. Yeah, it's a lock. Because I've used Dell ones where it's a bastardized mix of Seagate, Toshiba, and Western Digital, and it doesn't care some of which have come directly from the repair depot at dell now that they were showing was an ssd but that's not yep. they're limiting hard disks right yes yeah, i just i just yes. googled the synology you know sata yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what i came up with but i yeah i didn't know they even had spinning rust drives at all what toshiba oh. they're yeah, no toshiba synology Synology. And they're well, cost-effective they for certain purposes, just like tape still is. But it sounds like they're just rebranded Toshiba drives. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they drives with yeah. their label on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So te- they're not technically making them. They just asked Toshiba to do oh, some tweaks or something. But hey, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're tweaking the firmware with custom to firmware, maximize yeah. the performance and, uh, you know, really drive the um, overall experience. Well, uh, and, there, and don't get me wrong, there may very well be some performance tweaks in the firmware, but... You can't just stop people from plugging in, you know, I have a bunch of HGST 12 terabyte drives. If I bought that thing, those are enterprise, you know, HE12s. They should work. Right? Shouldn't be that big of a deal. They're enterprise rated. It should be just fine. But if I plug them into that, it sounds like that thing will not accept them. I sent the last set of uh, Enterprise X, I think they're Enterprise anyway, X300 Toshiba 12 terabyte drives back into Kiaxia. Four and a half months ago, and I'm still waiting for a refund. Mm, lovely. For being bad. All three of them went bad. I, I can nice. confirm so, that. Uh, I can confirm my that 35. Of <laughs> I can confirm that 35 12 terabyte HGST drives have been running for a couple of years without a single failure. I believe you. Because they're in my basement. There's something magical about I, Alan's I, basement. I love HGST drives, and it made it's, me very, very. My basement sad is self-warming. Kind of... Yep. <laughs> Not you to mention the uh, garage uh, actually a... ceiling oh. is self-warming. No, no, they're on the workbench in the garage now. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. I, I replaced I replaced the garage uh, electric space heater with some uh, GPUs. See, uh, and garage, look. Garage one. Josh, whenever you're ready, somebody wrote you a song in Discord. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Who? It's right here. It is. Do you want to? You want to recite it to us? Oh no! No, I I like big power supplies, and I cannot lie. 
though other water just can't deny that when a case walks in by UPS and drops a pallet on your desk, you get sprung, want to power up because you notice the drive was stuffed. Oh, Deep in the blood no. files, he's swearing, no, no. I'm stuck and I can't stop flashing. Oh, maybe I want to get with Tesla and make more Bitcoin trailer park boys try to I can't do this anymore because you were I I, you I were fl- there was a flow there for a minute and yeah. then you had it for a minute you but, then, but then the he flow. went off the rails it's because you, you, yeah. you tried good Mr. Am you tried good yeah, but it's, he, it's 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 Josh Josh screwed it up it's nothing wrong with the nothing wrong yeah, with the writing nothing wrong with the lyrics yeah, whatever no, she it's got all a, my problem she got a pack much flash so fellas yeah fellas yeah has your tower got the watts hell yeah See, there's you were so a, close. There's the also too. a mention of a Star That's Wars close. character by name, so we cannot well, use speak yeah, that. Yeah, we probably shouldn't. Say oh so yeah. Much. Well, it's a good thing we skipped over that uh, then. Got it going, like Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, that rhymes. super flagged. Mm. No, now we are. Now there's a problem. Yeah, the, you know what? It, I saw somebody had done a, a a render of like Darth Binks, like a, as a much more yes, muscular. Yes, yeah. Mean-looking charger. I like People that character looking. model. Yeah, but yeah. think about it. What if they had encountered this creature and he was like really tough-looking and he didn't speak like he did in the movie and you know he'd be a lot better character. But then, like if he was literally anything other than what he was. If he was just different, like if they completely rewrote the character and had a different character model for him, a different voice, and everything else. Tech yes, like the city, city, uh, a YouTube tech channel out of Australia had a custom PC built. I want to say about two years ago that was custom painted as Darth Jar Jar. It hmm. was great. <laughs> All right. What is, what is next on our list of topics? I don't know, if you can manage to get to it, it's a, uh, it's a new PCIe 4.0 NVMe from, from Adlink. What? An Adlink. Yep. It's a uh, controller. It's got uh, it's got uh, Alan's favorite controller, I think. Anyway, so the Fizon. Yeah, he said it. Fizon. He said it on the show. He said, "I love Fizon. They're my favorite." Fizon is the new. Fizon is the new is the new Sandisk. No SSD controllers can uh, deny. So Fizon oh. is the new Sand Force. With that itty bitty bit. And remember, that remember TLC when I did gets the, in your face, you get so wrong. The decoder ring. Oh, Gosh, we can, I we, thought you were we, done. We yeah. Do remember the old SSD decoder ring. That was like a valuable resource. Page, it's great. Yes. Like an entire page of it was dedicated to only the variants of the Sandforce controller. And yeah, it was in yes. like 20 oh, different pages. brands. Yeah. It was like ridiculous. And they were all, and basically all of those drives had the same exact performance, right? Oh, he's got. What, Wait, uh, what is this? You have a Sandforce that near. Oh, 16? I know why. Because it's OWC. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, but it's uh, on the other. I got it. I got this one right next to it, which is a uh, which you also Red bought. I hope you don't like I did not. I hope you don't yes, have anything. Did don't no, I didn't. lie on the podcast. Behind me, I've got right, hope... an Intel Sandforce based SSD. So don't make oh, me that's go. That's true. Get it. Even Intel did it. That's right. Everybody oh my gosh! Oh. back in the day. Here's the thing: there were some bugs in that Sandforce firmware. So be careful with your data on the Sandforce. <laughs> controller i hope no one is still using a sandforce drive i had two of them break on me like just they just go like one away wouldn't come back but you know happy to say that they're they're not in anything anymore so i don't have to keep warning people but if you have old stuff on it you definitely make a backup 
Alan, you know. I know it'll shock you, but the only SSD I've had die on me that I can remember was an OCZ, which just uh-huh. totally which uncharacteristic. 90% chance. <laughs> 90% chance had a Sandforce controller in it. Yeah, I don't even remember. Yep. That's funny because I've, I've still got in one of my test machines downstairs that the kids are using. It's It's got the OCZ 256 gig. Well, it was yep. less than that, but yeah, it mm. was... It was like from a years ago, and it's still going strong. Like the, the Vertex, Vertex. got an H one yeah. rocking away too. And it was a Vertex three. System. Yep, I think my mind was agility. Trust the old, trust the old Vertex three. Yep, and then there was the agility, which had the different NAND in it. I think it was Toshiba NAND. Mm-hmm. Toggle and what mode. Was the, the, what it's was the later Bigfoot drive? Not, what about oh, the Bigfoot drive? That, was it Bigfoot? What was the, the not uh, who was the different controller who originally came out? Barefoot. And they were pretty good. Barefoot. Oh, yeah, yeah barefoot, barefoot, not yeah. Bigfoot. Yeah. And LCZ you, you had of those one. five or a quarter inch. Uh, Vector? Hard. Was that it? Vector? Vertex. No, Vertex. Uh, there was, was Vertex and Vector. Yep. Vertex and Vector. Vertex yeah, was, Vector. was the Sandforce. Sandforce. Vector was the. Yeah. Um, Vector the was the uh, barefoot. Wasn't that like barefoot three or something? Barefoot two, barefoot three? Something, yeah, like, that. something like that. And then there was good old J. The reason Micron. we needed that decoder ring. J. Micron yeah. with the stuttering. Did those old controllers <laughs> like the J. Micron have their own DRAM or was that... I want to say the barefoot had DRAM, right? Or, most, no. of, most of them had DRAM back then. Okay. DRAMless wasn't as much of a thing. Uh, this this uh, drive right here has DRAM, which is good to see that they didn't try to go DRAMless on, on that one. Yeah, like the performance DDR4 cache. Did did you look at the performance graphs that they? Well, did? I mean, the straight I line mean, speeds right are very impressive. Look at this ad link. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Seven thousand megabytes per second Pro. in Crystal Dismark sequential. And this is of course QDEPTH eight, single thread. Uh, yeah. So here. yeah. here's, I mean, here's no, my unfortunately. You ready? Oh well, there's uh-oh. there are yep. there are results there that are good that you can get out of Crystal Disk Mark, but don't go with the uh like scroll back up. Okay, hold on. Crystal Disk Mark gives you like one megabyte transfer size Q depth one, which is actually legit because that's what a Windows uh, file copy does, right? Um, right, QD one catches. One megabyte at QDF one, but then there's like, but then it, it does like eight threads or something. Yeah, with one of its workloads, which is like, you're, how often are you doing eight file copies at the same time and all to and from like the same drive at the same time? That seems kind of excessive. I mean, I'm a storage crazy guy, and I don't do eight file copies at the same time. So anyway, so st- in other words, stick with like the one thread worth of stuff <laughs> at a time because that's a little closer to what you could actually be doing, right? Um, and then the same thing for the random, right? Like the yeah, Crystal Discmark does two different types of random I/O. One of them is reasonable; it's like it's like QDEPTH one single thread. But then there's another one that's like QDEPTH thirty two eight threads, which is like enterprise gear right. has a hard time even hitting that, right? Um, so yes, it is a way to get the really high numbers, and it's a way to show off the maximum ultimate performance of the drive. But the point is, like, it's, it, you don't. You're using your computer for regular stuff. You don't get anywhere near that. Um, even doing crazy stuff like Linux, like kernel compiles and stuff like that, like the queue might get up to eight, you know, max. So, 
You you obviously anyway. have not played Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously. What about That's Anvil? Doing a lot it's of it's ancient, Alan, but I mean, do you get anything uh, useful out of that? No, Anvil Anvil has like half the numbers in Anvil are like are Q1. Okay, right? yeah, that's now, true. The, 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 the transfer size is a bit on the high side for the sequential because it does like 4 megabyte, which yeah. is kind of, you know, up there because, again, Windows just does a 1 megabyte transfer size. Um, but it's not insane. But what gets insane is when you have like the, you know, well, you can even tell by looking at those on, on the left column there, right? The highest it goes is QDEF 16, right? So that's absolutely pushing it, but at least it's a single thread and it's within the realm of something that, you know, might happen. You'd really have to push the system to get there, but you could get there. Um, uh, Tweaktown did know, do but, a PC Mark 10 loading as well, which is kind of like a you know synonymous with a standard usage scenario. It's kind of loading or the storage test. Oh, uh, if you scroll loading. down, you'll see they did a full system disk storage benchmark, and it showed oh, okay. up slightly <laughs> slightly under the 980 Pro. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's a pretty comprehensive test. There's a it's PC Mark 10's storage test, which came out like a year ago. So there used to be PC Mark 10 that you would run, just regular PC Mark 10 suite, and it would do like a bunch of application launches, and like you'd, it would actually do the things. You would see the things happening on the screen as the test was running, and at the end it would give you like kind of a responsiveness-ish kind of score, like launch time kind of score. Uh, but the catch with that test was that it ran like multiple times without a reboot. Like it, it ran the test multiple times in a row. And so by the time you ran everything through the first cycle, everything was like cached in the memory of the system. So it wasn't really a good SSD test. Now, the PC Mark 10 storage benchmark is a good SSD test, right? Or just storage test in general, because it's doing trace based playback right to the you know, SSD or whatever it is that you're testing. And it's really latency sensitive. So it definitely shows off, you know, SSDs that are that are more responsive and have lower latencies and stuff like that. Um, there's a full test, and then there's also a quick test. Now, I don't know if he also ran the quick test. Usually he does both, I think. Um, there's three results for each test. So there's the third chart, and then see if there's another chart below it, I guess. The quick is below this one. Oh, yeah, here's quick. Yeah, so there, there you go. Is. Now, the, the differentiator between those two types of tests, uh, because a lot of the, even the benchmark itself doesn't do a good job of explaining it, is that the full test has a, a, a large amount of data that it's kind of cycling through, um, even more data than I would typically cycle through, like doing a bunch of kind of heavy usage. It's like 150 or 200 gig worth of a data set that it's combing all the way through, and it does that three times. Um, whereas the quick test is something more like 20 or 40 gigabytes wor worth of data that it's going through. Um, and so it's it's a bit more realistic for like you know doing regular stuff on a computer. So I usually just focus on the quick test when I'm trying to evaluate things and see you know what's faster than what. Um, you know, so it's, it's you know it's it's a decent test. Um, of of all the tests that are out, it's one of the the the, the better ones because it does. Um, there's a setting like before you go to start the test, you'll see that there's a checkbox, and I think it's already checked, and that that's it it puts its own power plan in, in place and that power plan emulates the system being active and, and doing stuff. So part of the, the issue trying to benchmark storage is that if you run a synthetic storage benchmark, 
the system isn't doing actual other work while it's accessing the SSD. And sometimes the power management from the system interferes with the scores of the benchmark. So your benchmark results might be like 10 or 20% lower than, than expected or than they should be because the system is literally trying to idle while the test is running. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the excuse I gave my wife, and and she didn't take that at all. (laughs) So that PCMark 10 storage test has this, you know, it spins off a copy of the power plan that you were running on, and it tweaks it in such a way that it makes the CPU fully active. And it only switches to that while the requests are going to the SSD. So it's it's basically pretending, you know, it's emulating uh, the CPU also being active while the while the SSD is being hit with storage. Um, so you get results that are, you know, a little bit more representative and not interfered with from the power management of the system. Oh, so the good handy. news is, it's, you know, is if you unwind this, you can say that the ad link with the Fison S90 or the S95 with the Fison controller coming in and sometimes equal to or relatively above a 980 pro could be a reasonably good buy well, if the, if it's priced right, there's, there's the problem. It also comes in what? above the competition on that. The two terabyte they tested, yeah, but four hundred forty-five bucks when they what? posted the review. Okay, how That's much is this? Too high. Prices are all uh, messed mm-hmm. up right now. Like, you know, you don't know yep. what it would be in a normal year. What's it's the same? Because Samsung just released a two terabyte. Okay, so of one the... terabyte Samsung is two fifty. So yeah, yep. it's going to be four fifty five hundred. Two twenty seven, Jeremy, for the one. Two twenty seven for the one, so that's that's actually a good buy at the one. But yes, four forty five. Eh. Actually four forty five might be a little yeah. below uh Honestly if pro. you find it on sale for four, go go for nuts. But what happened to ten that's, that's that's near that's near PCI three point uh yeah. range is some four hundred bucks. A lot of PCIe fours are though. No, no, what? no, no. I'm sorry. I'm I'm smoking crack. I saw yeah. the A data PCIe 3.0 4 terabyte for 389. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Less than 10 cents a gig. Right? Yeah, do it. Like do it. Do it. That, that's and honestly, for day to day usage, you're not going to notice much difference. Although running no, PCIe 4 drive, I still it love it. In, the, in that re- in that review with the have Gen you 4 played drive. Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020 <laughs> again? <laughs> So hold on. In that, in that, uh, what was that last review you were looking at? The Tweaktown one, before that. Oh, I mean, you can. That's uh, that's Les's review, I think. Yeah, but, I'm trying uh, to find out how much this two terabyte ninety eighty pro actually is, but right. So were in those uh, in those PC Mark results you were looking at before. Were there any Gen three drives in there? Like, I'm curious, just to you know, how much further down did they fall compared to well, here's these a, Gen four drives? A black SN eight fifties Gen four. Uh, that's Gen 4. Pro. That's Gen 4. The Rocket yeah. Gamex uh, S5. That's, I think the Gamex is. Fire Cuda 520 4. is. These are all Gen Rocket 4. Rocket Q. No, they're all okay. 4, yeah. Yeah, these are all Gen Screw 4. Screw this. Yeah. I've 4, isn't See, I, I'd be, yeah, you know, I'd like to know, like, what does, like, a 970 Evo Plus or something do in that, right? Like, it, you, you might be surprised how close those numbers are to uh, what I wouldn't you be. can get out of Gen 4 drives in that test. Right, because again, that no, test is doing a trace close. playback. Yeah, it's 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 more <laughs> media limited than it is bus limited, at at gen even at gen three speeds. So, like you said, I if mean, you're doing yeah. stupidly deep Q depths, you'll notice a difference. If you are recording, yeah. you know, eight K video, 
and trying to move that shit around, you'll notice a difference. Sure. Yeah. Maybe if you're playing Microsoft Flight Simulator, you might. But <laughs> got to appease Josh. That's the word on the street. That's too. That's you know. Yeah, I, I should. Try it again. I, should I probably like should a, now. I do wonder how hard the flight simulator hits the disc. Like I wonder like how high the queue actually gets. It probably doesn't get that high. What is it yeah. now, Josh? Only like six hundred bucks. No, it's 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 primarily just streaming data off the internet. Right. But you can well, create a cache. Uh, yeah, there is a local cache so. option. Yeah. Or cache. Yeah, and I mean, it probably hits it. It probably hits it reasonably hard. But I mean, think of okay. So the cache size you can set it's adjustable. Like I've seen people set it to like four, like what? How many? How many gig? Or whatever. You could eight is know. standard, and then sixteen is what I like set mine to. But yeah, no, it's it's. It's probably not hitting so, it very hard. I'm just being right. So, so think about that. Like even at mean. a low Q depth, <laughs> even at a low Q depth sequential transfer, you're still going to do a gig or two per second. So you can read your entire cache in like five in seconds, eight seconds. Eight seconds. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's and that's assuming like worst case, right? So yes, if it ramped up the queue, you might you might shave a few seconds off of that. But you know. You're reading it pretty quick anyway, right? Even a Gen yeah. three speeds, heck, even a Gen two speeds. Anyway, but yeah. as we know from Cyberpunk on Xbox, <laughs> wait, Cyberpunk comes later. Loading up textures and that. Yeah, <laughs> no. no, we are going to talk about that. Okay. Uh, speaking of things yeah. to talk about, Brett, you wanted to talk about Intel Xe graphics for some reason. You know, only because I, I'm not sure that everybody understood that this was, it, there was some talk last week about whether or not, hey, are you going to be able to plug this into only Intel boards or what was the deal? People, they had perhaps in, um, interpreted this as as a move on Intel's part to lock them to, to um, pull only their boards. No, exactly. And it's not really that. It's it's really what, what, what it's almost, it's a technical necessity Simply because of the way the board um, boots, and oh well, it's it's actually it's it's because of the the um, pedigree of the part. I believe it's a laptop, uh, a GPU that's been essentially separated uh, from the the host uh, CPU in in silicon and pulled apart and rehomed onto its own device. But it can't legitimately boot properly without a, a firmware launch. And that firmware is really only available on Intel chipsets in a particular way that that instantiates the CPU and gets it configured so that the rest of the system can access it. So it, it isn't something that, that Intel did on purpose to lock it out from particular boards. It's legitimately something that, that was unfortunately technically locked to um, their silicon. And that's just yeah, the way that it is. I think, I think that also means that you couldn't even plug it into an older Intel system that didn't have the... Mm-hmm. Nope. That's, that's correct. It's it's uh I th- it's I, only I wanna say it's ninth gen ninth tenth. Oh, I thought it was ninth ninth tenth eleventh, but yeah. Uh well okay. Uh, I'm getting this from Cybercat twenty seventy seven on Twitter. Okay, that might not day, be but... quite quite right, but, <laughs> but you know, I, I according am, to him I am sure or them I am sh- I am sure that it is not single generation. Let me give you that. I'm not sure how far okay. back it goes, here, but I can tell you for sure here it's not single generation. Here was the explanation regardless of generation. The firmware Yes. Stored on the motherboard. The reason the XE Max chip was originally designed for laptops, as you just said, it doesn't have the SPI lanes to connect 
an EEPROM directly on the car. Oh, well, that makes sense. Makes so that it's not it doesn't even it doesn't even have a BIOS like yes, its own firmware. Yeah. It has yeah, to so get it. Oh, I mean, as far back. as I understood, they literally went snap and the GPU became discrete. There are dependencies. Yes. You need to have the total platform for the GPU to work because the GPU is part of a platform. So that makes sense. Correct. Which and means it wasn't is it still slight... harnessing system memory? It's not going to have its own dedicated... I guess it could have its own dedicated RAM. It could have it a could, cache. It does. But... Okay. It, could it have has its RAM. own RAM okay. lanes. Yep. Yeah, it's got four gigs. It just doesn't have EEPROM. Nope. Let's but pause. some people have perceived this as a slight, so... Yes. Yes. Let's, Let's pause, pause right here to hear from our podcast sponsor this week. So we were recently thinking about replacing our old mattress when out of the blue, like it was literally the next day. Helix Sleep made us an offer to try out one of their custom-tuned mattresses. I mean, we like a restful sleep, so this seemed like a really fine idea. The Helix website has a quiz that takes just a couple minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences up to one of their models which is in tune with you. Helix has several mattress models to choose from. Soft, medium, firm, and ones that are great for cooling for those hot sleepers. And you know who you are. Even models for plus-size folks. After taking the online Helix quiz, we were matched up with the Lux model due to our firmness requirements and sleep positions. I was a bit dubious at first because it really wasn't what we would have selected for ourselves based on personal preferences, but it turned out to be a really excellent experience. We sleep better and more comfortably than we ever have. It's a massive upgrade, and we are definitely happy with our tuned Helix mattress. Take the Helix quiz, get matched up with a mattress, and your order comes right to your door shipped for free. No need to go to the mattress store ever again. My experience has been great, but you don't need to take my word for it as Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by Wired Magazine. Check out helixsleep.com slash pcper. Do that two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you up with a mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. Try it out for 100 nights, risk-free, and sleep well with their 10-year warranty. Right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our podcast listeners at helixsleep.com slash pcper. So go check that out for a better night's sleep. And thank you to Helix Sleep and Brett for that marvelous ad read. As we move on to our next story, our very next story on the list, not skipping anything, something about uh, Warhammer 3. Uh, Jeremy, please. Yeah. No, I, I really, like, just, you know, as a Warhammer fan myself, yes, I'm annoying, I know that, it's it's part of what comes along with it, but they've done a beautiful thing, uh, Creative Assembly, with the, the Total War Warhammer. They released the first one, which was just limited to the old world, and then when they released the second one, they said, you know what, we're focusing on this, so you're going to have to play it for a month or two, but after that, we're just going to bolt it onto Warhammer 1, and, and so now you can play across the entire map in a, in a much bigger campaign. And that looks like exactly what they're going to be doing with Warhammer 3. You will start out at release uh, playing with uh, the the faraway region of Cathay, which leads to all sorts of interesting ogre kingdoms, chaos dwarves. Uh, they also put a little bit of, uh, you know, attention towards Kislev on the, the trailer. So if you really like riding polar bears into war, that might be a faction you'll enjoy. And all three chaos gods are there. So, you know, they, they better not be doing the age of smegma. I, I will get pissed, but chances are within a month or two after a release, they're going to bolt on another part to the gigantic world map that makes up the world of Warhammer. 
and you'll be able to play across the entire bloody planet, which is good and bad because, I mean, it's already pretty insanely large to try and handle, but, uh, you know, by adding this, it's, it's going to add some more depth. And it means that you, you don't lose any of the previous, Hey, Nurgle doing pretty well this year. Uh, you're not <laughs> going to lose any of the previous stuff that you bought. Your DLC is still going to work. Your old races are still going to work. You're just going to have a new playground. That's a little bit bigger to do it in just as he planned. And then, you know, if you like cornflakes, he's there too. So I just love the idea of three generations of games, which they're not dropping any of the content from the previous games. They're just bolting it on and bolting it on and bolting it on. Sometime late this year, if you're wondering. Nobody else cares. I can. Well, I was. Uh, There'll be a fan fiction of this later, though. Yeah, I'm sure. I was just waiting for the well, game that is. trailer, and it was just it was beautiful visually, but I was uh, confused about what the gameplay was going to be like. Now, real time um, strategy. This next one, we did mention this next time or our uh, previous time, but uh, this is people have actually gotten these in hand, and oh sure, the yeah. the, the horror show is playing out in real time. So that okay, was so the point. the the topic last week, uh, and we're echoing it, is that the RTX notebook processors, and we talked about the fact that the 3070 and 3080 were out. Max Q branding is gone but now it's a, a feature set which includes other technologies they're calling it max q the big issue is that before max q was something that helped you differentiate the thin and light variant that had a lower tdp ceiling versus the one meant for the bigger gaming laptops that could have a higher tdp higher clocks better performance so the 3060 on mobile apparently is the same deal right because there's a ver there's a range of TDPs anywhere from 60 to 115 watt, and it's all going to be the same branding. So you could buy you could see a laptop that's for sale with a 3070, and it could have anywhere from an 80 to 125 watt TDP GPU in it. And these OEMs are encouraged to display that kind of information, but it's not a requirement. And it's, there's going to be a lot of confusion because you can get a laptop with a 3070 at 125 watts that outperforms a 3080 with an 80 watt GPU. And yeah, no, it's it's just not apparent. It's it's very difficult for the average consumer to understand. So it's the, the horror show is playing out in real time. And this article was an example of somebody experiencing exactly that. Over at uh, TechSpot? Yes. Yeah, and we talked about the notebook check first uh, look before, and th that was those were the charts where I first saw like, oh, there's the 3070 beating the 3080 already, and it's it's a real problem. But as you can see here, they are calling out the Max Q technologies, which include DLSS and uh, Whisper mode, Dynamic Boost 2.0, but oh, that doesn't solve the issue of uh, we have a brand which is like a product called the 3070 that may or may not have the same performance from laptop to laptop, depending on the implementation. So let's see some benchmarks here. Uh, here you go. Hasn't that uh, always kind of been the case though? I guess I like, they've always kind of varied by depending the, on, you know, that the thermal the design of the different platforms. Yeah. <laughs> this is a distinction even that is much larger than we've seen in, in the past. 
I mean, certainly yeah. you've got, you know, we, we, we put a 25 watt, we, we derated this, you know, AMD processor to 25 watt, even though it's supposed to be 45 watts. And you've got this and, you know, graphics that, but when we're talking about, you know, a 3070 that's, that's not derated and then somebody puts in a 3080 and they charge you three to $400 more because that's the price difference, but it performs lower than the 3070 that's not thermally constrained. That's, I mean, it's not it's not just performance, and we understand they've done this in the past, but it's significant money that uh, you're you're investing going from a thirty seventy to thirty eighty, and you want to have better performance, and you think it should be better performance, but in fact, you go find this Clevo that they're sticking to the specs, and now performs it for that much money less. It it's it's just it gets hairy fast. I mean, we're not talking about. 10 or 15 watts TDP, we're talking significantly different and, and, and significant amounts of performance from what I'm reading. The, Not that There I was a graph that was, that was on there just a second ago that showed a really big discrepancy between two equally um, provisioned, I think it was 3060, it might have been 3070 uh, laptops, but they were both you know, labeled essentially the same and it illustrated the problem that you were talking about there, Josh, exactly. The, the TechSpot article, unfortunately, just had 3060s, two different versions. Okay. They didn't have any 3070s or yeah. 3080s. The Notebook Check article that we talked about last time, uh, it actually has 3070s, 3080s of different um, TDPs. And if you look at the charts, you'll see things like this, uh, let's see, this uh, Zephyrus G15 GA503Q with an RTX 3080 uh, Call of Duty Black Ops. 1080 highest settings plus ultra ray tracing 53.9 frames per second and then up above that is a RTX 3070 power laptop that's getting 68.5 oh wait what? that's a desktop graphics card what on earth is happening here that's not right. a laptop no it's not a laptop all right well forget it we just need to do our own testing because I'm unsatisfied with everything I've seen so far because they're <laughs> they're testing GPUs versus laptop GPUs and that doesn't work. Yeah, no, we need more no, data. We can't do that. But it is possible. I have heard that it is possible to outperform one with the other. The, the other one that you had up there before was actually two 3060 laptops, and there was the graphic actually showed a, a somewhat dramatic difference between two sort of equally labeled. You had to right. know based upon the TDP, upon the, upon, you know, the wattage that were allotted to the, C, uh, the GPUs. Which one was going to be relatively, you know, more performant? But it, it, from the a, a layman's look at the sort of the high level features and the the illustrative things that might have been on the outside of the box, so to speak, you could not have known, you know, which yeah. one was going to be better. Here, here for example, is Control. This is 1080 DX12 highest preset, and we have a 45 watt processor. This is a Ryzen 7 5800H laptop. With an RTX 3060, this is in the 115 to 130 TDP range, getting 71.2 frames per second. Now, another laptop, this is a different CPU, though. So it's this is a Core yeah, i7-1870H, yeah. 80 to 95 yeah. watts. But you know what? Maybe the 5800H it was consuming more than 45 watts of the test and was having high... Because yeah. this is 1080p, at this point, you're probably more CPU-bound than GPU-bound. Are they doing any 1440 tests? 
Is this that was a greater than 10% difference. That was a greater than 10% difference there. What do we have here? 780 no, Ultra. It's the same laptops. Like they only had one mm-hmm. test laptop for each. So unfortunately, it's not a great review because they were not testing the same platform. It's not an apples to apples comparison. No, it's not uh, an know. M1 to to Intel comparison, no. You knew what um, I was going to say. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 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 There's no apples to apples. Well, there are. There are apples to apples comparisons now. You can literally take Apple M1 versus last year's Apple, and that can be a, a comparison point as my phone goes Well, on. it's embarrassing to the Intel one, but anyway, yeah. moving on. And it doesn't do very well in Cybertunk 2077. Very, no, that does not. Kent knows. What is next on... Up next, we're, we're we've got talk uh, about Kent. Canoodling. Kent with the latest canoodling update in Cyberpunk. Canoodling. Kent, tell us about Don't disrespect the, uh, the latest game. Cyberpunk update. Is it is it playable finally? <laughs> I've found it playable since I first downloaded it, but I'm playing on a RTX 3090 as well. So, but... Um, the, the the new patches have come out. They're up to 1.011. Um, with each subsequent subsequent patch, I've found um, fewer and fewer the last glitches in the game. Patch. Now, now, Jeremy. Now, now. <laughs> I'm sorry, that one fell. I found amusing. So, See, and this is really the patch. Oh, 111. Here we go. Hotfix yep. 1.11. It's on PCs, consoles, ones. and Stadia. It's all okay. All right, so this update addresses the Stadia issues. for the next 20 minutes. Yeah, hey, well, so the Stadia version is a, a integral part of the branding here. Uh, it's for as long as Stadia is around. Which you, come on, Stadia? on that subject real quick. <laughs> uh, hold on a second. There's like fiddle Stadia. with cameras and stuff. Is that the on stuff that you subject, put in your drink? Yeah, it's uh, Stevia. That's Stevia. Oh, Stevia. Stevia, it was a doomed from the beginning, uh, ridiculous idea, which is... Well, who didn't know this? Who, who, from the... Like, because they got press to talk about how wonderful it was and how, you know, a living room Xbox console, the total latency is actually comparable to what Stevia... Negative. Remember when? Yeah, wait a minute. Was, Where have I uh, heard this before? Digital Foundry, <laughs> yeah, who, or somewhere who, who uses right exactly the early days uh, when no, Ryan was on, being online? threatened with lawsuits, yes. and Kyle online. had to step in. Yeah. And, uh, online, yeah, yeah. yeah, bending the laws of physics everywhere. Yep. It seemed yep. to be credible this time because if you remember, Digital Foundry did these tests when they use high speed cameras to show you that the overall latency with just a Bluetooth control in your hand and your own TV in the living room is actually mm-hmm. not much different than the Stadia experience. And I'm like, you know what? That's ridiculous. There's so many different that things. That's not that a can... crappy Bluetooth controller. Right. First of all, <laughs> what there's latency in the Bluetooth spec, sure. It might be like, who knows? Maybe there's 40 milliseconds of latency in your controller. The TV itself has input lag. There could be 30, 40 milliseconds of input lag right there, even if it's in game mode. I have a, an LG OLED that I don't think does any better than like 30 milliseconds of input lag. So and and you really didn't those numbers see you any better than that on televisions until this year. Um, yeah, gaming televisions last year were still in the 30, 40, 50 milliseconds of lag. Yeah, and what that's was enough that to old? make like that's enough to make like a a a you know any kind of Twitch like 
not Twitch like the streaming thing, but like Twitch meaning like the motions you're doing. Like, uh, what was that rally game on Xbox back in the day, Josh? Like the early uh, rally sport challenge, stuff like that. Like the ones that were really like you needed low latency to play that game effectively. And I had I had like some wireless controller for an Xbox back then, and it was just unplayable. And it was adding like you know twenty or thirty milliseconds, but like you 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 literally could not you know beat the time you needed to beat to make it to the next stage unless you plugged in the wired controller. Just not from, with that just crappy that Bluetooth controller. Yeah. If you want yeah, to some much... crappy you know whatever it was at the time, this if, you know years ago. But... Bluetooth is convenient, yes, but if you want to know how much input lag or, or lag in general is associated with Bluetooth, just get. Start watching something on a device and use Bluetooth. Like, use your desktop. And don't use something that's going to sort of um, try to do lip sync. I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's compensation now built into, like, an iPhone, for example. Like, they know how much latency is involved in a pair of AirPods. And stuff syncs. Like, I can watch a video on my iPhone with AirPods, and there's no so lag whatsoever. But on another phone... They're compensating. It's not yes, that they are. Lag. They're delaying. They're, they're compensating. They are. They're, the stuff yeah. that you're watching yeah. is on a delay, yes. But if you... Yep. You're trying to watch with Bluetooth headphones with your TV in the living room. The voices are always way off. There is lag. I don't know the exact mm-hmm. the exact number in the spec. I thought there was somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 milliseconds associated with the the technology because there's a round trip that has to take place and it's not it's not instant. There's uh, but that's one of the problems. But for regardless, the only way that Google could make Stadia work is if they emphasize titles that weren't twitchy. Like, no, there's a reason they're not showcasing Fortnite with Stadia. They're showcasing mm-hmm. things like Assassin's Creed. And Assassin's Creed was basically on rails because this predictive input crap, their negative latency, it was controlling for you. It was anticipating what you would have done and then doing it. That's How else can you explain negative latency it means well we're actually controlling it for you we know you turn right here so we're just going to turn right right here but Mm -hmm. anyway we need those single input monitors again that only have dvi and like what is the minimum alan what is the minimum input lag on an lcd isn't there just a a, just to actually refresh the whole screen up and down 60 hertz there's lag associated with that right well some some of them are some of them are pretty dang low uh, some of them, the only you get an effective input lag just depending on where you measured on the screen. If you measured halfway down the screen, you get half a frame worth of lag because it's literally like you know it took that long to scan down to the point where you were seeing. Like if you're looking for muzzle flash in the middle of the screen, as an example, right? You're that's the middle of the screen. You're going to get half a frame worth of lag, best case, right? But if you measure yeah. at the very top of the screen, depending on the screen, like if it's uh, like a Dell 3007, like that 30-inch that oh, only yeah. had one input. Yes. Right? Dual-length DVI, <laughs> single input, that was it. Nothing else, which I still have. I have one over there in the corner. Of course It will never leave this house. That, will, that screen will always stay with me. You're going to have to bury me with it one day. Um, but, but, yeah, that thing, you know, as the stream was coming in, you know, it was the earliest version of a display like that. Uh, there was no, literally no room to buffer anything on the boards in the display. So as the stream was coming in, it was updating the pixels, right? That's, you know, sometimes it's better to go ridiculously cheesy and cheap with what the hardware was in the display. And that actually might lead you to 
uh, the lower input lags. When they try to get fancy with on-screen displays, which that same display I just mentioned didn't even have an, an on-screen display, <laughs> right? Uh, if it the next version of the Dell display that did have an on-screen display suddenly had like 30 to 40 milliseconds worth of worth of input lag because everything had to pass through this extra layer that was responsible for adding on the on-screen mm -hmm. display when it needed to go there. So a thing that was almost never on the screen was responsible for, you know, I, I mean, it was that screen was actually I think it was worse than 40 on that one. It was like the 3008 after the 3007 yeah, one of those and it was stairs. like yeah yeah it was like 50 or 60 milliseconds or so. it was like the one where you 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 yeah. when you went from the one screen to the next screen and you moved your mouse and you would notice that the mouse was like done moving before the before the mouse cursor started to move <laughs> and you're like oh oh this no this is right out this is this is you might right. just this suddenly need work. to switch from warm to cool though and so you need to be able to bring up the ocd like or your osd <laughs> like you have ocd yeah. By the way, yeah, somewhere those are, those are the days. somewhere beneath this rant about uh, display lag and Stadia, Kent was trying to talk about the current play experience. Have you you've, have you updated <laughs> oh, to one point one one? I'm sorry, Kent. So, yes, I have. Um, and, uh, and now you can't have with sex each, with, with each anymore. patch. I've found uh, fewer and f fewer and fewer bugs in the game. Um, there's still quite a few physics glitches. Um, for instance, earlier this evening, I just saw a car launch into the sky and make a landing worthy of SpaceX. Um, so, you know, <laughs> Ooh, it's, that's um, not good. No, but uh, overall, I'm I mean, I've got a, almost 160 hours in the game, so uh, I am enjoying it. Um, but it, it in each patch, the glitches are getting fewer and fewer. But the big news is that someone made a mod where you could replace the avatar of Keanu Reeves' Johnny Silverhand into the place of one of the joy toys in the game so that you could have sex with Keanu Reeves' avatar. Great. You know, I didn't see that on the roadmap. That seems critical. I, it seems must be critical. somewhere between yeah. 1.11 and 1 1.2. This well, CD Projekt Red left has, left now, off the, has blocked that mod. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, CD Projekt Red, uh, <laughs> in their in their wisdom, to said, uh, "No, you can't do that," and uh, blocked that mod. Do you have a so. mod where you can kill his dog? Oh dear! Interesting. Then it turns yes, into a completely different he John Wick mode. Kills you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he would immediate. He immediately kills you. Uh, you just have to run, run, run far away. What's what's your percentage of you can recommend this to people who haven't played yet? I mean, are you like hundred percent dive in? Let's do it. Or like, are you fifty? I think it depends on. I think the game really depends on the type of player you are. I really enjoy story driven games, um, and like this uh, is like very, Deus Ex and stuff like that. Uh, Witcher three thing, uh, Witcher two yeah. things of that nature. Yeah. Yes, uh, um, the uh, uh, Tomb Raider reboot twenty thirteen. That was a fantastic game. Uh, it had a fantastic story. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think a lot of people went into Cyberpunk thinking it was futuristic uh, Grand Theft Auto or futuristic witcher and i tried to go in it not knowing what to expect i didn't watch any reviews i didn't watch 
um, any spoilers or gameplay videos. Um, I just watched a few, a couple of the teaser trailers and it took me a while to sort of figure out what kind of game it was. And, but once I did, I've, I've quite enjoyed it. Um, and much like the Witcher series, I feel like that if you go in and just play through the main storyline, you're missing well over half of the, the game. Um, there's so much just out in the world of night city and outside of night city that you just don't encounter unless you go mm-hmm. looking for it. So if you're the type of game that gets dragged kicking and screaming back into the main plot, that's sort of the, it's a good game for you. Absolutely. Okay. So it, it's filled with fallout like side quests that you can go do. And those are, Absolutely. Yes. There's a lot of side quests. Um, and a lot of the side quests really dwell on your own character's development, um, making choices as to what type of player you want to be. Um, like I say, I've just, I've really enjoyed the game quite a bit. Unfortunately, it keeps, uh, my addiction to it has keeps delaying the review to the thermal tech case behind me, but that is getting done. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's okay it's hey it's, you're actually enthusiastic about a game and playing it on your pc which is more than i can say for myself so that's nice i i regard gaming and, and pcs pretty much as just like it's work it's benchmarking and then when i actually play games on pcs it's typically something in you know like dos box because I, that's the kind of lame person that i am there's nothing lame about we'll jump that into counter-strike or warships, because you can get done in like 20 minutes and do something else and not have to worry about finishing a quest or knowing where you are or any of that other crap. Just pick it up, drop it, and go. And hmm. it makes existence sad. I got one of those, uh, I mentioned this, it was my pick a few weeks ago, one of those Anbernick handhelds. It's an open source handheld. And I have the RG351P and the RG350M. So I've been playing like SNES games and they have all the arcade emulators and all that stuff on there. So I just get lost in that for like half an hour. That's my gaming experience every week. Hey, speaking of uh, experiences, Chris Koch, who is one of our contributors, last week we talked about a just ridiculous, I think it was last week, drop keyboard kit. And now he has... Something that makes that look childish, by comparison. Oh, indeed. Because yeah. this is oh, it's, the... It's wild and wacky. It's the Monstar gear uh, from a company called Monstar. Uh, XO K80 aluminum keyboard kit. And uh, he calls this heavy metal. Uh, the pr- I won't even spoil the price for you. Like, it's the, the total investment here. Now, this the kit... Is three hundred sixty-five dollars for the solder version and three seventy-five for hot swap. Uh, he says it falls squarely into the middle for custom keyboard pricing, but has a lot to offer for for prospective builders. Something I'm not I just familiar wanna, with. I just want to mention that Chris clearly moves in different circles. Yes, like when he starts talking about what, how what is, like this is very yes. much mid-range. What it's does like, hot yeah. swap mean in this context? That you can swap out the actual key switches right out of the frame they're socketed yeah they're socketed okay 
Okay. I get it. So I don't remember. I think he used the socketed version. He goes on that about might, this kit. That might be the total. Like, that might be the total amount that I have spent in my lifetime on keyboards. <laughs> like the total is three sixty five. I don't think that you've yeah. heard the final number on this particular. Oh keyboard, no, you so have just, not heard the final no, number. Because you understand, nope. Nope. these kits do you not come with hold. key switches. They don't come with keycaps. Oh really? They, you have to ins- you have to provide your own cable. <laughs> you have to lube the keys individually. Or custom silicon here. damper or band aids. Oh. He uses Crytox twenty oh five G zero. By the way, it's an industrial yeah. lubricant. Yeah, Crytox is not and cheap. A, and a, and a switch film from the Kibo store. Yeah, that's twenty five dollars. Crytox, uh, Crytox is uh, is uh, like PTFE, I think. Well, he, he said, also <laughs> built a custom silicon damper. Yes. Oh yeah, I love that part of the review because he shows oh gosh, here this this great. mold rubber, which he had I'll be right to. Back. He oh, shows boy. this. This mold rubber, this high-strength liquid mold-making rubber, and he had to create... Looks tasty. He said, to create my damper, dampener, I picked up a silicone mold-making kit from my local Michael's craft store. This was about $25. Okay, let, let me stop you material. here. Yes, yes, yes. Let me stop you here. So you talked about lube and uh-huh. rubber molding, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and Brett had to run away. He got uh-huh. too excited. Uh, he had to get props. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, obviously his mold is done. He's got a little bit of I don't want to see these the props. Five dollars says good. he's downloading that Keanu Reeves uh, avatar. Yeah, before it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> he's already got that. We're doomed. But while we wait for Brett to return, let's look at some more photos of this kit real quick. I'll try to scroll to the end, but it, it's he adds the keycaps. He puts this all together. It looks like he recruits his Hold kid on, what was, to, what was to make this bucks? all happen. Hold on. Go, go, the, go the, back just up. The what was 62 bucks? Just the key switches? Oh, the keycaps. Okay. So six. Okay. So th- so three fifty for a kit. Sixty-two bucks for the caps. The Crytox was probably another twenty bucks. He said twenty-five, and then more. the coiled cable okay. from Tez Cables was forty dollars. Yeah. Uh, okay. For the USB cable. Forty dollar cable. Right. right. All right. Okay. So, stop. Uh, stop. Cable. Cable. Assembly included. Is, oh, is, what is, this? is he, is is he hiring is, small children what to is this? put together his keyboards? Look, he has a factory out of his hiring. house that produces these. <laughs> and, I mean, he's not paying for the labor, but it's... it's No. Feeds him once a month. Okay, okay. Right. All right, so uh, go it's on. Like, Chris all right, so here... Actually, Foxconn. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. His house is Foxconn. Let's see. He says, take it as a whole. I feel it's a well-done kit, et cetera, et cetera. Where is the total? Uh, it's a typing demonstration. That's nice. Okay, so the core kit totaled three seventy five. After I purchased, no, no, you missed the price. I, it was over five hundred. It, it's five fifty. It's in the sentence above what you were looking at. Uh, okay, he's he's very yes, casual. Yes, five hundred and fifty dollars for a keyboard you assemble yourself. Where well, or you get child labor second, to do it. The thirty I'm second video might. Might almost be worth it just to listen to the key clicks. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, <laughs> okay, I see. I see. I missed it. It's right above the video. Okay. So, right below the video. $550. I'm going to dust off an old line that I have used multiple times on this podcast over the years. But now we can add, we can add the context because now we have Brett on, on the podcast. Okay, and here we go. Brett knows 
that I purchased a 1985 burgundy red. Uh, it wasn't burgundy, but it was uh, Brett knows the exact name of the color. Uh, 1985 Scirocco that I was converting into a twin engine Scirocco project. I bought oh, that yes. car for $300 running. Okay. So on the in the podcast in the past, whenever I have said I have bought cars for cheaper than that thing, whatever that thing may have been, that was the actual car that I bought for cheaper than that. And uh, now I can say that I've bought cars for cheaper than Chris Coke's keyboard. Yep. I think you I cut just, one in half and turned it into a trailer once for less money. Uh, that too, but that one was not running when I got it. Yeah. Well, hence cutting it in half. Yeah, I actually cut it in three. They made a nice trailer. I cut the though. back off. Yeah, I cut the back off, wheeled that away, made that into a trailer that I then towed behind another Scirocco. And then uh, to get rid of the remaining thing, I split it right down the middle so I could slide it into my buddy's van and made a, made a trip with half of the front of the car to the dump and then made another trip mm. with the other half of the front of the that car. That poor it's car. Just, I have a picture. You better I picture run or I'm literally going to cut you in half and make you drag your corpse behind you. Yeah. Well, I, just, I, I still have that Sawzall. It's, it's amazing. A... It just it's cut through. Cut through anyway. <laughs> it's a colorful metaphor. You don't want to look at it I have a picture way. somewhere. Not... I have a picture somewhere of an old like GMC uh, conversion van with the back doors open and the right half of the front of a Volkswagen Scirocco, like sticking out with just like the two headlights just sitting there. It's just literally half a car just slid into a minivan. It was very interesting at the at the dump, the looks we got. Anyway. I'm sending this you to Sebastian right it? now. Uh, did you find the picture? <laughs> I did. <laughs> what? How did Brett? How did you where, possibly, how are you I don't even know me? where that picture is. No, I mean the one with the trailer. Oh. He has the picture with the trailer. Okay. Yeah. It, so where did you send it? Out. That makes I'm about, sense. I'm about to drop it into. I'm about to drop it into the uh, the old staff chat. Uh, yeah. Let me just get you that for a second. Oh boy. Well, we'll all here, wait here. while Brett uploads. Oh boy. On his. Oh, that's okay. I mean, we're going to talk about the cable internet not getting any bigger. There you go. There oh, you go. here we go. <laughs> all right. Let's let's switch over to that input. Uh, I wonder. I wonder what picture this is. Uh, let's see. That doesn't look good. As Sebastian tries good. to flip the switch, there's somebody sitting in the back, though. It's totally true, though. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a trailer, that's, and it's uh, another, like the rear so of another now, car. Now, the reason it's like tilted down that far is because there was like three transmissions, two sets of wheels, and a bunch of other crap in that trailer at that time. It was uh, kind of not happy. Hmm. But I still have that Scirocco. I don't have the trailer anymore. The green Scirocco. I know. I helped you get it running the last time I was there. <laughs> yeah, still runs. Just started up the other day. Good. Fuel pumps still aren't happy. Nah, that's that's normal. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. It's Moving along. Again. Yes. Let, real quick. A couple of reviews Speaking I threw of up on Neo. the site. Yeah, Neo... Speaking of Keanu Reeves, uh, speaking geez, of Neo, hey, yeah, Neo did they finally has... remove some of the some of the phallic uh, activity there from that game? I, th- I heard they were like, no, trying to... uh, they've doubled down on it, I believe. Too what? many. Well, you could have two. Phalluses. You could have two. Yes, that's funny. All right, uh, can't no, that I mean, true? I mean, Can I... you have two? <laughs> uh, I have not noticed that. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did. I did. Like, I, I'm I not did looking down there. That. 
That's exactly. That's not how I enjoy the Kent. game. Not that I've noticed. Right. Not that I've noticed. I kept seeing we like we random. Have you know, I haven't played the game yet myself, but I kept seeing people posting like, you know, in car groups that I'm in, I would see somebody post a picture of like, here's a car from the game, and it has what looks like a penis just hanging off the back of it for, for some reason. <laughs> Can't understand why. Because you know it's we don't there. live in a world with truck nuts. <laughs> the, hey, you know, that's true. We do. I, I guess. Thing. Yeah. The Rams with the the balls in the back. Uh, anyway, the cyberpunk themed, uh, not really, but the, okay, real quick, G-Skill. You're going to ram it in, aren't you? Yeah, I am. G-Skill, just, this just is not a new product, right but the Trident Z, you've probably heard of the Trident Z RAM from G-Skill. They have a Trident Z Neo, which I think is within the last year or so they introduced this. They sent a kit that is 3,600 with... Cast latency of 14. That's uh, low. That's very low. I just wanted to point Ooh. out, have, having installed nice. a set of that RAM with that particular design heat spreader on it lately, just the other day, in fact, uh, it feels like you're trying to push your thumb into a box cutter. Yeah, it's very sharp on the top edge. <laughs> I just thought I would point that out. Like, I mean, go back, so go back to the picture. No, no, well, no. So I, have a, I have a close-up photo of the rear where it's you can see how it's like a blade. The top you have edge a right photo here. Of, your, yeah. of your bleeding thumbs that's, afterwards. Yeah, let's see. Where is that photo? Uh, I mean, there's actually like a bevel on it, and it is like legit sharpened, uh, right? Like slicey. it's not even it's, rounded. It's very yeah. sharp. It's sharpened to a point. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's very visually sharpened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And, uh, yeah, I mean it. If I had if I had tried to seat that ram with my thumb there, it, I would it would have drawn blood. Like well, I'm not even kidding. Look, as as a guitar player, Alan, uh, I have very callous <laughs> fingers, so I pushed uh-huh. right down on it. I was fine. There was no blood. No, oh, okay. It was like using eleven Good. gauge strings. Ram overclocks faster yeah, still with uh, blood sacrifice. Could be painful. Yeah, it's sharper. It splits the electrons. He's got a point. Right? It just. Uh... Oh, nice. Yeah. If you. If you drip a little blood on it, that's that's a sacrifice mm-hmm. to the it overclocking guy. I made a blood pact with this memory to run yeah. properly without gear down mode being engaged, and it worked. Oh, you know that's right. Your your point is is that at thirty six hundred, what is it? Cast fourteen. Yeah. Cast fifteen. What was it? Fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen. Well, fifteen. Fifteen. Thirty five. That's amazing, and and that's definitely really nice. geared. If I could, you know, make a pun towards uh, feeding Ryzen. Well, right. This is Obviously. this is the Neo. Is their AMD Ryzen specific line? Yeah, right. So I mean, it doesn't do any good to throw steak in front of an Intel CPU. You you have to give it to a Ryzen CPU, isn't that right, Alan? Steak. <laughs> I you don't can't know just... what any of this means. But you're you prolonging you a story throw... that should have been done in like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I just say I ran Typhoon Burner to see, and I already knew this, but this is Samsung B die memory. Here. And which is, of, I mean, of course it is. If you're talking about high performance, low latency memory that works perfectly on Ryzen platforms, of course it's Samsung V And you're going to pay for it too, because the list price on this kit is, I believe, two ninety nine. That's for a thirty two gigabyte. Yeah. Two ninety nine. Thank you for a dual channel. But it's dual. But I know, uh, please, the the AMD yeah. interleaving police are going to say you need four DIMMs. They sent two. Everybody wants to send two. I don't know what it is. I need you to need four. tell them we need four, four DIMMs. now. Four eights instead of two sixteens because AMD because that fans costs about 
a half to a two thirds the price of two sixteens no, right but now. But these 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 B dives could be dual rank. So wait, why do you need four? Uh, four? I don't think because they are on this the, one. Really? The, the AMD fans they say that you have to have the memory interleaving increases performance on Ryzen platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, it's, you it's mean, single... you mean within a channel? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now is this? Dual is, I mean, dual. that's a and fair point. Are, I think these are. If they're, are they sixteen or thirty-two gigs? There's two. There's sixteen. Two sixteens. Two sixteens. Two sixteens. Uh, they're uh, probably going to be. Its composition is uh, ten twenty-four by eight, sixty-four megabit by eight by sixteen banks. Sixteen banks. Right. Yeah. They are so dual rank. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. two R. Yeah. Two R by eight. Yeah. Dual rank. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Come on, man. Yeah, so you shouldn't you should well, no, like for <laughs> Dems. As, as I discovered after being yeah. forced to update the hardware leaderboard in this hellish landscape that we are in right now, <sighs> I did discover that buying a thirty-two kit, thirty-two gig kit that is made up of four eights is fifty percent to two thirds of the price that two sixteens will be. Which seemed ridiculous, but I looked at a bunch of different ones, and yeah, if you wanted a dual 16, you were paying significantly more than if you were buying a pair of their 16, and they would have the exact same uh, latencies and everything. It, it, it was a nightmare. It was horrible. It may have come out in the update, if you read the update to the hardware leaderboard. Might have been a little bit bitter at the end of that one. And Jeremy Bitter? Shit. That's hard. There to were believe. tears shed during that. You know what else is hard I'm to believe? I'll crying. show one. I'll show one benchmark here. Did you know that in synthetic benchmarks, faster, lower latency memory, it has better performance faster? numbers. Isn't no that amazing? Way. Bullshit. What? Can't be. What? And then if you do like memory intensive stuff, like seven zip, it's like wow, the faster memory is faster. Is it? That's it's it's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. And look, it has RGB lighting, and it's Wait, that seven zip was already. like. That seven tip was like. And you a, can open up packages so good with that edge. What do they do? Let's see. <laughs> it was like. You just got so to pop like out of your motherboard. Oh, I know. Well, you're going Tapes to is, is, is no problem. Yeah. Self opening RAM. It'll like cut a, right through that clamshell. That seems yeah. like a bigger jump than you would expect because, like, you're only going 32 to 36. Here's, here's why. Well, and they're both CL14, right? Here's why. Because uh-huh. F clock at 32 was only 16. And it was uh, one to one ratio, so I moved up to eighteen yeah, on the F clock on the processor. Yeah. yeah, so that was, I, and I said that in the okay. review, like this is kind of a crap review because you're really showing the difference between riding a Ryzen processor at sixteen versus eighteen, and it makes a big difference. Uh, so anyway, that's that. Uh, it's expensive. The particular kit that I had is not available right now, but there is a bunch of other kits in the family that range from nine hundred nine ninety nine dollars to like thirteen hundred. And ninety nine dollars, so you can go absolutely nuts. But there's, I in the review I mentioned uh, there's a link to a little tool online, the B die finder. You put in the SKU of the memory you're looking at, it tells you whether it's Samsung B die or not, which I found was very it's handy. Like a decoder. Hmm. Yep. Look, it's 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 just called B die finder, linked in the article. You type in the SKU or paste it in, and it's like B die guaranteed. Like yes, B die. So hmm. anyway. Because people love the B-Die. And finally, speaking of oh, things, that you can't, oh, things that you can't speaking buy. Speaking of things you can't buy. Right. Things that make you go supreme? Supreme. It's, well, right. It's, 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 it's spelled supreme. It's pronounced supreme, according to the review guide. 
It's the Supreme X from MSI. Overbuilt, the twins, actually. Massive, air-cooled behemoths of a GPU. We're talking about something that is about 13 how many, how many and a pounds quarter inches each? long. They're a little over 4 pounds, so 4.18 for the 3090. But understand, the 3080 Supreme is actually 13 grams lighter, approximately. You know, you still wouldn't want it thrown at you like a brick. No, I mean, just by because virtue of having less brick. RAM. It was 13 grams. Plus, lighter. that's a really expensive <laughs> brick. By, by the virtue of it having slightly fewer chips. Big. This one has 13 grams less RAM in it. But you know what? They <laughs> yeah. the the level to which they have overbuilt these is kind of staggering. Wait, 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 wait. What? Go back to that picture. I just want to just note the number of of eight pin power. Oh yeah, absolutely. Not one. Not, not two. two. Look. But three. The number three. shall be. Three eight-pin power connectors, and I'm Five, not going to get right out. I'm not going to get too far into yeah. this. It comes with a stand, because there's a, a great possibility of GPU sag with something that's this heavy and long. And as you can see, here's a stand assembled. You can put it to any height you want, and it's got a foot on it with a, like a rubber base, and it keeps the GPU from sagging in your case. That's a nice little addition. And you get a mouse pad. Look, this is a super expensive graphics card. So you'd expect some extras in there. You can see the default clocks here with it set to the performance BIOS, uh, the gaming BIOS setting. And I'm not going to get into gaming benchmarks because, well, I'll just show you one. Metro Exodus 4K high. It is about two frames per second faster than a Founders Edition with the same driver. I had to retest the Founders Edition because my day one tests were on that uh, original BIOS where the clock actually... The clocks were higher. So, on current drivers, it is about 2 FPS faster. But, but the actually, power... It's actually power. pulled back a little bit from the yes, they pulled it back launch drivers. To make it more stable. Yeah. Look at the board power draw. Founders Edition, same driver. Founders Edition, about 325 watts for the board. Total board power draw. Max. The Supreme version of the 3080, without any overclocking, 375, 380... So, huge increase in power draw. It's making use of that third 8-pin. Uh, but, I mean, maybe. It's actually only, I think, using two. How many uh, watts can pass 150 through watts. Okay. 150, So, it's, so I it's it. making use of that third. And, of course, the 3090. I don't have another 3090 to test. This is the first one we've, we've had. So, I mean, is 460 watts under load normal? Seems a little high for a 320-watt GPU, but... Or whatever it is, <laughs> but I mean they have they have all sorts of things here. Like they have an overview that just goes nuts, talking about like how they built this thing, and there's there's copper heat pipes inside the the back plates. It's oh, so here. the back plates legit? Oh, it's, it's a real it's a real not just back for show. Sure. The new Trifrozer 2s. If I can scroll fast enough here to actually see, they talk about. Dedicated all have close have quarters good, uh, heat pipes for memory modules that are. They all have to have good, uh, like actual backplates, because the uh, the GDDR will will cook yes. without something spreading the heat on the back. There is a version for, uh, of the of the EVGA uh, thirty eighty that does not come with a backplate. Josh knows this. Yeah, but oh, the, really? the memory on those ones in the back. 
It's only 10 gigs uh, on the front. Yep, there oh. you go. That's the reason why. The 20 gig yeah, ones are maybe nice. a little different. Yeah, the 3090s probably have memory in the back. I would yeah. assume. Oh, yeah. they, they absolutely do. Yeah, and, and if then, you push them hard with uh, without like direct airflow going across the back plate on some of the, you know, on some of them, uh, it'll actually throttle. <laughs> they had to make an update to uh, HWinfo recently uh, because it didn't used to get the telemetry on that whatever that temperature was. Like there was an extra temperature that, um, you know, was not surfaced in the usual like API calls or whatever you can get to the hardware. Um, and it wasn't like an ICX three thing or whatever from EVGA. It was like the separate sensor that was a DDR temperature sensor that went right to the GPU and basically, you know, sort of feedback temperature thing. Um, so if you were pushing the memory hard, like if you were, I mean, you, you could, it was really easy to trigger it on mining, but there were some gaming workloads which would do it too, where, uh, you know, memory intensive uh, with, stagnant air in the case like other than the fans on the gpu but if you had stagnant air uh you know on the back face of the gpu um against the back plate it would just cook and it would start throttling like your your gpu it would basically go down to like idle clocks on you for with you wouldn't even understand why because like the gpu temp would be like at 70c or 65c or something and the thing would throttle down to nothing and it wouldn't make any sense <laughs> But if you put a nice the, piece of salmon on top of it to absorb the heat, oh, sure. you also get dinner yeah, yeah, yeah. and full frame rate. And if it's a frozen piece of salmon. So for the 17 people of you know out there with a the 3090, definitely you know, make sure you got some air flowing over that. Especially if you're mm. using it for something other than gaming that might involve overclocking the memory and running it 24 hours a Mining. day. Mining. Mining. Uh, by the way, I just want to show you pricing on this. It's not available, but MSI recently upped the price, just like EVGA. You know, everybody's kind of responding to the shortages by raising MSRPs. The actual and also official the tariffs. Well, yeah, that's yeah, the tariffs. There's a number yeah, of reasons to deal with that in Canada. But look at the the actual pricing from Newegg listings for these graphics cards, shipped and sold by Newegg. I I have the links here. Eleven nineteen. We're talking twelve hundred dollars for the thirty-eight. That's fucking Canadian prices, mate. And the thirty-ninety is twenty-three hundred dollars. <laughs> hey, you can't buy them anyway. But I mean, the we might we might have to buy stuff from Canada to save money at some point. Well, we are we also have the shortage in stocks, but no, seriously, well, that's what a thirty-eight is going for up here. The the thirty-ninety is sixteen eighteen. There was somebody on uh, on a board that pointed out that um, you know they weren't going to buy anything from MSI due to the self scalping issue that they had with them. What do you think about that? You know what I'm talking Can about. Can we just move on to picks of the what? week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need where to they, where MS Josh is regretting where not MSI, picking the adult diaper now. He is. Where Take MSI was throwing out. Where it was, th we, yeah. we know, we know, right? We're yeah. just, you know, okay. All right, there were some people who said that they weren't going to buy anything from them because of it. I don't think they really look here. That's, that's don't, bravado, don't that's do it. Bravado. These are exactly. nice cards, oh, you don't want to buy it? That's fine, that's fine. Because if don't, this is all that's available and you want one of these cards, this is what you're going to buy because you can't buy these cards. So if if you enter True the that. new egg lottery to buy something, which I actually tried out today, do you get what you get, really. And like, I got, I, I signed up for the different Ryzen. Uh, uh, five thousand 
CPUs. And I won. I won the right to buy a 5600X. I don't want one, so I didn't buy it. But <laughs> oh. I didn't, because I wanted the 5900X. But I'm like, I just checked all the boxes, like all the graphics are whatever. I'll just, I'll see what's available. And I got an email, congratulations, you've won. And it's like, wow, I can pay full price plus shipping and sales tax for a 3600X. And then I went to eBay and looked, well, what are they selling for on eBay? I just buy one there. And they're literally selling for the same price as buying it from New York oh, after shipping and tax. It's like, about 25 bucks more on eBay. I, I well, checked that the, when I won mine after well, shipping. Apparently it's dropped because you can buy, them, much. So the, buy the, it now The scalpers right are now. not making as much money on the 5600 No, I think they're just trying to break even. No, the 5950 is, is where they're... And that breaks my heart. They're making the money. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, Should I mention I could go to Micro Center and get a 5600X? Sure you can. No? Just keep on going in there okay. every day and... Yep. Right. Well, you know what? Somebody's got to fill that box in on PC per bingo. Right. That's all I'm saying. It's time for picks of the week, and Josh is going to go first. Thanks. He's antsy. He's he can't wait to get it out. Exactly. Do I don't even remember what I did. There, I'll show you. Uh, let me take a look. Host Not adapter old card. Old man slippers. Is it a host okay, adapter so- card? So, yes, it is. And, you know, I, I have uh, tested out this uh, IC dock. And I was limited to a U.2 at PCI 3.0. And this actually will allow you to do PCI 4.0. So you can get one of the newer NVMe drives and put it in one of these docks and get full performance. And it really is full performance in the testing that I've done, at least with the PCI 3.0. I'd like to do this with the, uh, the 4. But for only 28 bucks, if you get one of these external NVMe uh, docs that, that I've been reviewing and they're solid products, you're going to get good performance out of them and they're cheap. And so if you've got excess lanes that you're not using and you want more storage, this good idea and they're bootable and yeah you're happy happy only 28 bucks is this your use case right here are you using it with an ssd 750 like in the photo no no okay no 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 usually uh i think i did the uh the fison the sabrin rocket 4 plus so you and your fison uh, you know what? There's only three things out there that you can buy. Well, four, if you count the second Fizon E16. But who? That's old news. Old. Yeah, what about Silicon like Motion? You know, they have one. Yeah, they, they have three. They, well, they're part of the three. No, four. So you got Western Digital, four. Samsung, two Fizons, and the uh, low SMC. There you go. And right. an upcoming Intel. Mm-hmm. Well, no, mm-hmm. no, because they got mm-hmm. out of the consumer space. All right, uh, Jeremy, your pick. We have two links here. What is this? Uh, yeah, well, one's the the link to get it, and the other is what it did. Because I ran into this on Guru of 3D today. It's uh, Yuri Bubli that uh, does this for them. He also did the uh, the old memory calculator. But Clock Tuner version 2.0 is a fun and informational little bit of software that lets you learn a lot more about uh, what your Ryzen does and possibly even get a relatively decent and stable overclock out of it uh, at the push of a button and wandering away and waiting for 20 minutes. 
uh, they've upgraded it so that the graphical interface is much better. This is version 2.0. They released it at one, and it you know it worked fairly well. But like, and if you pop up the screenshot, uh, you, you can see sort of what it shows you, and you know what I got just by pushing the button and then going back to work for a bit. So it it is effective. I mean, it, it's not just increasing uh, the the capability of the processor to hit a nice boost frequency. It happily drops the voltage that it's eating to do it. It, nice. will, it will test over and over again to find out what the lowest voltage required to get a nice stable at, uh, I think it was, I settled it four and a half because it wasn't really screwing around uh, with power or anything. But, you know, for what I have, it was just a little bit under what you'd normally expect from uh, a 5800X, and it jumped up to just a wee bit over. And it uses less voltage now. But the other fun part about it, uh, if you scroll down to the other pic that I uploaded uh, or zip back to it, it'll show you an immense amount of information about your processor, what it's doing, what various voltages are, what the temperatures are, and, uh, you know, in, in my case, since I've only got the single CCX, you're only seeing that. But if you've got a newer uh, Ryzen 9 or a, a Threadripper, it, it populates all those CCXs, and you can sort of see, and it actually benchmarks based on them. So it'll actually tell you, hey, it, it's actually CCX2 that's kind of letting you down. CCX1 could actually do this, but the second one isn't going to do it. And you can dig all sorts of through it. It's also a decent stability test. Uh, they somehow link Cinebench into it. So you, you download that free Cinebench where you get to run it once. But in this case, uh, for again, I don't know how they did it, but uh, you're able to run these uh, benchmarks over and over again. So if you're just sort of looking to, to fiddle around and you don't want to dig around too much with the manual overclocking, or you'd like to get a benchmark of this is what I can expect at this, then I'll start playing with my power curves, maybe bump up the V-Core a little bit. Uh, you know, it's fun. And, you know, it. It, it is worth it if even if you're just not looking at overclocking but want to check the stability of your processor at base uh, frequencies. And the newest part for this, because undervolting is cool now, they'll also check for reducing you down to, uh, I think it was about an even 4, 4.2, and see what the lowest voltage you can run that stably at is. So now you can actually undervolt your PC and know that it's still going to be stable. Worth a shot if you're interested in playing around with that Ryzen that, you know, you still haven't found, except for me that I lucked out and got one. Hey, you can win the New Egg Lottery. Get one. No, not in Canada. They don't play oh, it Oh, I here. see. That's right. It's US only. All right. Well, that looks cool. And those are impressive numbers. I love the undervolting element there. Because I think everybody <laughs> knows by this point that AMD stuff is always very aggressively uh, tuned out of the factory, and you can drop the voltage on most of them. GPUs and CPUs. Well, it's learning faster and at a lower voltage now. Exactly. Yeah, it gets out of its own way and then it performs better. All right, so next, uh, Brett, I believe. Yeah, like most people, I value the um, stability and uh, multi-user load-carrying capacity in an operating system, which is why I only use Windows for games. So I like Linux, for a lot of things. And I really enjoyed CentOS because of its downstream pedigree from Red Hat. Red Hat is a very reasonable operating system that unfortunately comes with the penalty of 
expensiveness. You know what I mean? You have to kind of really buy into getting a, a Red Hat yep. license. So that was why I liked CentOS for a lot of operating system deployments, server systems, and things like that. Unfortunately, that's kind of gone away recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunately. It's <clears throat> it's gone. They've repositioned CentOS to be a different part of the streaming deployment of the way that the um, it the way that the the newest code is coming through the lineage of Red Hat is that it will now be part of the pre-Red Hat experience, the pre-finalized. So it's upstream, essentially, from Linux speak, from the Red Hat final. Whereas CentOS today, especially in seven and version seven and eight, is what's called a downstream variant of Red Hat, which means Red Hat, from the stability perspective, is is taken and then moved into CentOS. That's going away. So luckily, several people who were involved with CentOS have have decided that they're going to start a, a different fork of Red Hat, which is just fine. That's part of their um, approach Nifty. to the Linux community, which is just cool for them to say. So there's this new offshoot called Rocky Linux, and that's essentially going to be um, very similar in... Um, uh, its approach to the way it derives its installation is downstream from Red Hat, and they they have a lot of ground to cover in getting through. So when their, you start installing uh, it, do you start hearing? It's not going to freeze. But anyway, the point is, is that there's uh, a couple of guys who are heavily involved in CentOS have moved to creating this Rocky Linux thing, which is looking like it's going to be good. But the only way to kind of get legs underneath it is to get a lot of people involved, which there's like maybe a thousand people that are already involved uh, in it, but you need sponsorship. So not only are they having the will to do this, but there's a sponsorship in Control IQ, which is another guy who was who was attached to CentOS. So it looks like it's going to have legs. So this is one of my public service announcements. There's no dollars associated with this unless you're talented and want to get involved. Please do so. Come over to Rocky Linux, get involved if you need to. This is the CA, uh, Control IQ people who are going to be helping to sponsor it. They were heavily involved in in basing their system off of CentOS. And once kind of that rug was pulled off from underneath them, these guys essentially endorsed and have now become a tier one sponsor of the Rocky Linux offshoot. And I'm looking forward to how that's how that's going to come out. And I have definitely become involved in their forums. And as much as I, I can deploy it to try it out, I'll give them feedback. So if, hey. if you want to be a sponsor or a part of that testing feedback involvement loop, definitely take a look at that. And if anybody's still awake, we're going to move to Alan's pick. No. Nobody cares. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. I mean, I, I'd heard about CentOS going away. And yeah, hmm. anyway. Ellen, please enlighten us. What is this thing? I uh, came across this Kickstarter, which is about to end, actually. I think I don't know the exact amount of time left. Is it, it called a Kickstarter or Kick? Cake? It's got seven. I can get behind Cake Starter. It's got seven hours to go. Seven hours to go? Okay, well. 
Is cake, uh, is cake starter different from like sourdough starter? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, very right. much so. Um, so uh, Revo Point Pop 3D Scanner. So reasonably affordable 3D object scanner for those interested in possibly doing 3D printing stuff. Uh, and is not it repurposed to connect? Uh, kind of. I mean, it's redesigned. <laughs> nice. It's not just a connect. It's, not just a it's connect, literally just they, a connect. You know. Yes, that would be great. Well, <laughs> you know. But, I mean, pretty cool concept that you can, like, you know, scan 3D objects. And then, you know, if you are into 3D printing, then you can print them out without having to, like, try to recreate the thing manually. Uh, potentially a pretty decent time saver. Right. Anyway, seems cool. You know, I, I have things, to say, uh, in the video, this woman looks absolutely disgusted by whatever she's doing on her computer here. <laughs> it's like, what? It, what? Yeah. Why? She's Set very hey, the life of an artist. What do you mean? Yeah, I don't want to scan this, but I'm going to have to. Yeah, this, like, is this is terrible. Thing what I've scanned. What is this? Oh. He made a well, cast when you of take it? a commission, you're going to have to do it. All right. Uh, but uh, like anytime I've seen you know equivalents of these things, they've been like you know thousands of dollars, and this thing's like three hundred. So if it's something people have been wanting to get into, but like every time you looked at the price of the thing, it was like oh my goodness, like hell no. Then you know. Well, plus it can do an accurate face scan. It says three hundred bucks for something like this is really really impressive. I mean. Years ago, I, I spent a lot of time in the in the corporate setting involved with 3D photography, 3D imaging, laser imaging, range finding, multicam setups, different lenses and things like that. I have I have patents in this sort of thing. So this is amazing for three hundred bucks. Humble brag. Uh, impressive. Yeah. Yep, humble brag. It's but but true. Mm. Anyway, seemed cool. Yeah. It is. It's, and so far, of the rather modest $6,450 goal, they have raised $2.2 million. So, <laughs> so it's, it's gonna, go. Seems it doesn't matter that there's only so, $7 left. It's going to be made. So, so Facebook's going to buy them out tomorrow, isn't it? Yep, exactly. This is going to be you a know, component. It might not work. It might suck. Right. You know? They true. did a very good well video, suck. though. Like, that video is very highly polished, makes it feel like it's a real company. Unlike us. It, it might not. Okay, uh, last on the list. Uh, is this you, Kent? Who has this one? Yeah, Kent, 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 Kent. Whoa, that this is, is me. This is a good deal. Many, many years ago, there was a great man. A, some might call him a visionary who had a dream. It was a very simple dream. That man, And without this man, none of us would be here. His name was Ryan Shrout. And his dream was ten cents a gig for solid state storage, and here it is from a quality manufacturer, a quality manufacturer that he does not work for. Samsung. That's true. It's okay. We do ten cents a gig too. Well, right. I mean, for now, until it's all gone. Well, QLC, yeah. Yeah, until it's sold out. You're, you're not making any more. You're not you're making any more. abandoning us in the consumer market. We're still selling yeah. SSDs with QLC in them. What are you talking about? Right, for now. For, for now. You're not making any more? I, hey, I read a news story that said that they were... For how much space. longer? 
Well, you mm-hmm. just get the NAND from somebody else, and then oh, you I still see. can make the SSD. I see. I see. It's not like, <coughs> you know. <coughs> I still have a job testing the for things. Now. Clearly, now. we're still working on that stuff if I have stuff to test. I don't think there's anything clear at all about it, uh, actually. Let's see. The disciple of Shroud has spoken. Do not contradict him. I thought the 905P (laughs) was going to be the future for desktop. And then you just take it away? No more consumer Optane standalone modules anymore. I got one one right in there. You've got it. Look, look. The oh, press release whip said it out. you weren't going to sell it, it anymore. Can't I, can't, that I, can't, I can't whip it out. The, 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 my feet will go away. <laughs> your feet or your feed? All right. Anyway, sorry, uh, Ken. Feed. That was we stomped all over that. But that's an eight seventy Q. It's a nice price. Like how yeah. Samsung does the Q thing. Like they have QLED, QVO. I know it's like QVO. It reads. Does that 10 cents a gig scale? Like as you go up the like. Oh uh, well, the let's see. Let's see what the two terabyte model costs. Two nineteen. No. It doesn't scale. It doesn't no. scale. Not quite. Four gigs. No. Oh, actually, you know what? Four, four terabytes. Yeah, well, four four nineteen is pretty good. How about that eight terabyte? What about the eight? Come on, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. Turn the eight. Why? Oh, you know what? Hey, eight twenty-eight. Not bad. Eight twenty-eight. Yeah. That is not bad at all. Yeah, bad. I, was like, I was looking at some of the reviews. I was looking at some of the reviews from this, and like I think it was like the two or the four terabyte. Remember that we always used to laugh, like as the as we would test the newer Samsung drives. Like it would be, you know, I forget which model it was, but it was like it was like one terabyte, but the PCB inside the SATA enclosure was like this, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we talked. We talked <laughs> about know, that like a week or so ago. <laughs> yeah, and now with this one. It's that's the same deal. It's like a four terabyte model and the right. PCB. Yeah, because it's it's like you know, the like part of the PCB of an M2 drive, and it's like just tucked into this. I mean, basically, it's three chips. It's three chips. <laughs> it has. Yeah, you can keep your Bitcoin in the yeah. empty space. <laughs> well, you know, Samsung makes high performance SD cards. They're just taking like the innards of an SD card and they put it into a 2.5 inch enclosure, and there you go. Kind of looks like it. Uh, I think that's it. Unless anybody has something else. My butt else. is really numb. Yeah, well, you know, parts of my body have fallen asleep as well. Yeah. So. And it wasn't my fault pay. just talking about Linux. No, it wasn't. Fault. It wasn't. It felt like forever, but it wasn't actually yeah, forever. No. All right, we've only been doing this. Though. We've been recording for two hours and 12 minutes at this point. And I'm sure by the time mm-hmm. I get done editing in this, it'll probably only be about two hours and eight minutes. You know, maybe pretty heavy hand with the, yeah. with the cutting. Just cut. I'm gonna cut everything that I said in the desperate attempt to make this shorter <laughs> and to save myself the embarrassment. All right, uh, I want to thank Alan for joining us from his uh, Fortress of Solitude. I'd like thank to you, Alan. look at and all the cool stuff back there. Just one more time before what? we leave. Look it's at the all same this shelf. stuff. I know, but it's nothing it's, has changed. It's in it's HD. It's in HD now. It's, it's more I stuff. Mean, it was in HD I feel before. like it's the same. Is there is more stuff. Look, out. look. But did Ryan it's cut to you and enthusiastically stuff. say, "Alan, I love your backdrop. Let's talk more about all the stuff." No, because I was because I was sitting next to him at the at right because you were at the <laughs> office. Like you, yes, that was the so reason when you were doing Twitch. That that was on display. But that's true. That How far away is the yeah, office? Well, How far away is the old office from your house? Is it 900 feet or is it 1,200 feet? That's the like old a, office. Like a Just trying to think. 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, so a good Ethernet run then. Yeah. Solid Ethernet run. A Ryan Shroud half a spool. I had to go get a clothesline hanger clip because this is going so long. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, sorry off. about that. All right. I feel you. We'll uh, talk Happy. to you guys next week. Thanks for listening and or watching. <laughs> <laughs>